Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, the Vampire the Masquerade V5, tabletop and horror podcast. Now, normally we have conversations before this, but we got a lot to do today. So we do. So. startled me a little bit. That's why I'm joined by... I'm John! And the one cracking the can. Uh, this is Sarah. Let's go. Brew high Christmas. Brew high Christmas. Deck the halls. She just literally the decked the halls. She just chugged like half a monster. It was I wild. Did. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumb bitch juice, too. Let's go. I had to tamp this brain down. Perfect or... for those brews. Yes. They're either smart or dumb as hell. Sometimes both. <laughs> Sometimes you, a little Are you ever a smart, dumb motherfucker? All the time. Yeah. Many Playing times. Bruja. So, for those of you who are not aware, uh, we are doing a series of clan deep dives from Vampire the Masquerade. Woohoo. Uh, we are wrapping up our series on the core V5 core book clans that we have allowed our patron used to be used to be. We let the general audience do a blood sports poll, but then Elon Musk fucked it up. So now it's a patron poll thing. That bastard. I know. Taking away our blood sports. I know. That's all I want. I know. It was it was a fun little community thing while we had it. But now mm-hmm. we have a slightly smaller community. That's still a fun thing. Mm-hmm. The blood sports is now behind closed doors. Sorry, yeah. everyone. So that is a patron thing now. But um, we also changed the rules up. That's why Lasombra got in early and the Bana Hakim are moving into the second group. Yep. But mostly they got moved in the second group because there's a lot of history that's not their history that kind of needs covered alongside them. Yeah. So to wrap up the core book clans, we got Bruja. Uh, patrons at this point had voted for the bonus episode. Thank you for that information. Yeah. Uh, we will have the poll. Is the poll for the next batch of clans it's going on this episode or the previous one? We can do it on this one. Hell and yeah. And we'll announce it on the bonus poll episode. Poll is open now for so. picking the next clan episode. And it's got... All sorts of fun wackadoo. You should probably get to it. You should probably get to it, even if even if you just donate like five bucks to the patron to, to help things. What's the poll to here? Ten bucks. Uh, I think it's ten bucks. Ten, 10 bucks, bucks is yeah. the clan poll. Ten bucks. And you tell get... us which one you want us to talk about. Yeah. And you get the bonus episodes. And you get too. the bonus episodes and extra show notes and goodies. We got some uh, crimbo. Uh, uh, Rimbo. Crimbo Rimbo. Mary Chrysler. Uh, goodies coming for the patron. For December, as well as our uh, yearly donating our December uh, Patreon money to a charity. No. For this year, we've agreed to do Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to uh, support the show and also give money to good cause, this month is a great month to do that. Yeah. I would suggest this month. Hell yeah. What better time to start than right? Meow. So for... I won't even ring a bell at you for that charity money. Hell no. Or I'll ring a bell if that's what you want. Yeah. We... <laughs> Let us know if you want a video of John ringing a bell. He'll be there God with bells it. on. <laughs> he will be there with... Oh, I can sew little bells on. It will be safety pins and clip little bells to you because it's more punk rock if it's safety pins. Oh, he looks so grumpy. I don't like it, which is perfect for this episode. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I don't like it, but I don't. Uh, you, you love being jangly, though. That's true. That's true. So... Uh, first episode was Vibes, Clan Culture, Disciplines, Banes, all that goody stuff. Previous episode, go check it out. This episode is generally accepted clan history, some major NPCs, and lore sheets. And then the bonus episode is, uh, coming. Yep. The the poll is running. The way we we record this, we will know by the time this episode is out. But we do not know by the time we are recording this episode. Future Hunter will figure, will just insert that track. I'm gonna un-audio balanced my voice here. (laughs) Organizing anarchy. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, 
Content warning for this episode. We're going to talk about war, demonology, and religious talk, sacrifice, infant death, animal death, and burial practices. That could have been lumped under religious talk. Well, I wanted to be slightly more specific because some people might have Bibble trauma. Bibble! Uh, and that's valid because the Bibble is traumatic. There's a lot of shit in there that's kind of intense. It's super... It, it's such a fucking... If, if you take away all of the, uh, the... the the weight of it being a faith and you just read it as like a novel, it's a little dense, but it's some of the most metal, wild, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho. If you want to listen to a cool, weird art album, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's an album by the band The Residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's specifically, every song is a different wild as fuck story from the bible it's called wormwood oh sure stories from the bible there's a live show that goes on to it with like full costumes and stuff and it's just all the weirdest shit they could find in the bible and they wrote a song about each story (laughs) and you watch it and as someone who grew up in the church i was like i don't remember hearing this one i don't remember hearing this one we skipped over a lot of this shit which, by the way, guys, some of that shit that gets skipped over in uh, church or temple or the mosque, I did have to read for this episode. Yes, I actually read the Bible for this fucking episode. I'm surprised you didn't uh, burst into fire. Uh, <laughs> you see, the, to do that would require me having a soul, and I am gingered if we're going to continue the joke about the anti-Semitic trope about gingers not having souls. That's what happened. <laughs> so... Uh, sources for this episode. Holy shit, strap in. I'm not going to read all the sources from the first episode again. Why not? Because, uh... But you won't. V5 core book. <laughs> V5 player's guide. V5 anarch. VTM 20th anniversary core book. Clan book. Bruja. Bruja. Clan book revised. Veil of Night. Kindred of the Ebony Kingdom. ST's handbook to the spot. Lord of the Bloodlines. Sturdy Secrets of the Black Hand. Gehenna. Black Hand. Guide to the Tal Ra. Chaining the Beast. That's where I started. And then for continuing this episode, I have also read <laughs> Road of Humanity, Chicago by Night, Second End from previous editions, The Eurysis Fragments, Bruva, Clan Novel Trilogy. That's three books, motherfucker. You didn't read the whole trilogy, did you? Or did you reference them or did you read the whole novels? Read most of it. I sped read it. That's why I'm not counting it as reading. I sped read that shit. So like, <sighs> Libelous and Guias 2, uh, the Bali clan book, Lord of the Clans, Beckett's Jihad Diary, Chicago by Night V5 edition, Knights of Prophecy, Guide to the Anarchs, Zemitsi Clan book revised, Transylvania Chronicles. I did not read all of that. I only read most of the second book. I was going to say that that's like And skimmed the rest of it. That's three more books. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Guide to the Sabat, Guide to the Camarilla, Los Angeles by Night from previous editions, The Anarch Cookbook, V5 Camarilla, LA by Night series. I rewatched part of that. Um, I did not get to play VTM Blood Hunt, but there's lore in that that is canon, so I went through the Wikipedia for that. I also read a big chunk of the Encyclopedia Britannica, and there's four academic papers and two documentaries I watched for this, which are not listed here. I'm going to give that shit to the patrons as a bonus. Damn. I like that all I had to say was, <sighs> bet you won't, <laughs> and then we just got five minutes of content. I <laughs> told you guys, I am a Bruja main. It is a problem. <laughs> Oh, I understand. I'm excited <laughs> to see how John handled it, because we did Malkavians, and I was like, I have two ideas for bonus episodes that I'm doing just to make sure we follow up. So I, I'm wondering what John, how John's going to handle when we you guys vote for Zemitz. Don't mention it right now. Oh, it's... yeah, no. When, when the Zemitz comes up, like, John, we're going to have to corral you and put you in a little room to, like, 
help with just scream just scream one screaming i some... know my my favorite clan is incredibly problematic oh That's no no thing. it's not even the problematics <laughs> is just the that is a very lore dense clan yeah much like the Bruja, so we're getting into it. Maybe we can force him to stat the flesh tank, the Nazi flesh tank. Oh, no. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I I specifically want to pick your brain on uh, fixes for Zemitsi for V5 that you would want, because you've had some strong opinions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can vote for that, and we'll figure it out. Anyways. I feel the same way about Ravnos, so... We are also doing that. Yes. That will be the bonus episodes for both of those, is the the lads fix the clans. <laughs> oh, no. But we don't have time for that right now. What time what we do have time for is uh, the founder of the Bruja, uh, okay. which is... Is his name Bruja? Okay, that's very... All of this is very convoluted and annoying, so I apologize. I tried to streamline this as best I could. So there is... Uh, he's either... Ref- they are either... Ref- he uh, is referred to as... Bruja the Learned, or Troil the Elder, or Elias, or they, or none of those are correct, and people just refer to them as Bruja because that's just we've lost a historical record of what their actual name is, and we just kind of stick something there. Those are the four options. Who the fuck knows? Oh, there's also Troil the Rebel here. Troy, no, that's their childer. Oh, okay. there's a verses there. Oh, okay. Yes. So they <laughs> named them after themselves. Ah, uh, or could, we were mentioning old Bible stuff. It could have been Troyel the Elder and Troyel the Younger, like, yeah, kind of like names, a junior senior thing. Yeah, yeah. or you know, just people. It was old times, and there wasn't that many names floating around, so just names got reused, and they're just like you know, there's old John, young John, yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah. Who the fuck knows that it's. <sighs> It also doesn't help that not only in the canon is a lot of the shit from like 1000 BCE, but because of a lot of current archaeological findings, it has pushed the timeline back of various aspects of human civilization so much further back into the the, the timeline that technically you can take a lot of this really early Vampire the Masquerade lore and chuck it like 35,000 years into the past and it still would work. Right. So who the fuck knows? Anywho, what we, what little bits we have, and I'm trying to take account of every option of the starting of this fucking clan, Jesus Christ. Well, there's your problem. This shit is part of the reason I had to read so many books. <laughs> so, one option of the origins is the original antediluvian for this clan was diablerized by their childer. So, uh, the original Bruja is supposedly a cold man, but like a champion of civility or a moody malcontent. There's several stories of either of them being just kind of like a Spock, but kind of a dick or just absolutely a dickhead. Mm. Just kind of a grumpy, just like, I don't like people. I'm a be a bitch. Probably both. Might have been a bit of both. Who it's knows? Just when he's hungry. He gets angry. Yeah. So the child in question is referred to as Troil. And they are constantly described as being very passionate about things. But much like Bruja, whether they were just like passionate and kind of like fun and rebellious or whether they were also a dickhead, massively up to interpretation. So I'm not going to delve into that. What I will delve into the fact is it is canonical that Troil is described as a man, a woman, or specifically not having a gender. That's interesting. So they might historically be gender fluid. Uh, I'm just going to count this as Troil's non-binary and just refer to them as they them. Because there's parts of the lore that are like, this is very decidedly a man, very decidedly a woman, or uh, that ancient thing where there's like, you know, uh, in Judaism where there's like eight genders and they fall into one of the non-binary categories. Hmm. So, NB Bruja. (laughs) Hooray. I also find it interesting, if you listen to our last episode, that their relationship seems to mirror the 
closest to structure the Bruja has, where it's just like grumpy, out of touch old people and really passionate young people. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Vampire the Masquerade is a game about cycles of violence. No. No. That'd be crazy. It's about vampires and being sexy and catty with your friends. That, that can always be part of it. It is, no matter what. I know, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's one story that Troil became afraid of their sire uh, because they would punish or kill them due to Cain Daddy forbidding the fourth generation to exist. So Cain oh. made second gen, second gen made third gen, and then Cain's like, all right, no more. Mm-hmm. I forbid any more making. Because Bru- I fucked it up once. Yeah, I fucked it up and I don't trust you guys. And then Bruja's like, I like this one. Or this one is useful of whatever reasoning they had for embracing Troil. And then they're just like, oh shit, I feel bad about, oh fuck, I shouldn't have done this. Fuck, uh, I should not have done that. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> the way it's kind of described is, uh, in the text, it's kind of like Bruja, the elder, was so just like out of touch with his own like humanity. And he basically, autism explained poorly the situation to Troil. And Troil's like, oh, you're going to kill me to solve the problem. And they were like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. But they didn't explain that at all. So understandably, Troy was like, I gotta, I'm going to get murdered. Fuck, fuck, I what do I do? Out of here. So what I'm going to do is kill him. <laughs> and by eating him and taking their spot. So they just diabolized their way up to third generation. Mm-hmm. So they were no longer breaking the law of being a fourth generation. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of tragic because it's just like, I feel like if Bruhan just had like explained to Troy like actually what was going on. Would have avoided problems. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, basically, it At is the said... same time, though, those fourth gens. Yeah. Well... just a problem. Speaking of that, uh, basically, it is said that uh, this act of uh, rebellion and usurpation is what kicked off the uh, destruction and fall of Enoch, the second city, and the beginning of the cycles of the intergenerational wars between vampires. So we have another theory on what started that. Yep. 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 See, it's not the Toreador. It's this fucking Bruja. Yeah. Can't keep their shit together. <laughs> was, I think pretty much every clan so far has posited a different. Yeah. Every clan is like, I did it or they did it. Or it was my idea, but she did it for me. Yeah. There's have fun running wild with whatever plot things you think are in your story. It's just, it's, it's all nonsense and ridiculous, but fun to explore. Uh, but yeah, this act also is what the true Bruja claim is the reason why they seek to destroy the rest of the clan because they're just like ah this fucking bitch killed our dad and we don't like that and then made a bunch of others that are just like them we should eliminate them eliminate (laughs) yes uh there's also belief that uh troil had a temper that had spiraled out of control and this is now what affects the entire clan and that the their temper about possibly getting killed by their partner slash mentor was what spired them into doing the diablery, which is weird. Uh, there's also a theory that uh, Cain cursed Troil to have uh, the supernatural rage issue after the Enoch battle stuff had settled. And you're just like, oh, so you're going to be a brat and have a temper. What if I just made that worse forever? Mm, that's fair. <laughs> so it's just like, who knows? I don't know. That's a Cain punishment. That one kind of makes sense if that's really what happened. Yeah, but that Cain be do be like that. Cain is like good idea, good idea, worst idea ever. Seems to be his track record. <laughs> it's like a couple of good ideas and then just like the most dog shit. Like what the fuck? Uh, who even thinks about that? Like you are psychotic, and it can't be any better now because you've been al- alive for how long? You you weren't. You have to be insane. He's <laughs> just speaking it to you in languages that have been dead for like. You know, 50,000 years. Yeah, and this is... <clears throat> sorry, I forgot where I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, 
bro, you can't, you're driving a cab. You can't just be doing that. That's insane. Uh, bonus points for anyone who gets that joke. Oh, uh, yes. There's another theory. Another. Another, which is the antediluvian is Troil. And then Troil just said there was somebody above him. Yeah. So For drama. To, yeah, due to the lack of records uh, from this time period, because shockingly from 10,000 years ago, BCE, so that's like 12,000 years ago, not a lot of record. And due to what little records there are, there's the gender confusion. Uh, some people have speculated that Bruja decided to fake their own Diablery. Okay. And then just like put on another hat and was just like fucking hats. hats. I know the hats come around <laughs> in this episode. So yeah, why they decided to do this, I could not find a reason why they're just like, what if I fake my own diablery and then pretend I'm somebody else, but still show up to the vampire meetings and be the head of my own like whatever the fuck? Why? Which is crazy. Why? <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> And then uh, others also speculate that Bruja and Troil were always the same person. They just had, like, two names. It might have been a gendered, like, boy day, girl day thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Bruja, quote-unquote, dying or being diablerized was true propaganda <laughs> to, like, undermine and make the Bruja's clan look, like, unstable and unruly and not worthy of being in charge because they just, they, the clan started based off of the worst crime a vampire can do. I really like the idea of Troy being like, wait a second. No, I never mind. No. Yeah. He totally got diabolized. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's actually just trolley. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, yeah, they totally got eaten. Um, um. <laughs> I got to go uh, return some videotapes. Yeah. On that line, uh, <laughs> which might be what happened, which is Bruja is a time Lord. Uh. So your thing might not be entirely inaccurate. So uh, <laughs> he does have no. to return some videotapes. God damn it! Of course, according to this thought in the timelines, Bruja's actual name is Ilias, and was a distant, calculating man who embraced Troil against the bylaws of Cain because of whatever reason. Was just like I. This person has a spirit of passion that I don't possess anymore, or they like them to have like somebody to bounce ideas off of. It's left vague. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, after the embrace over the course of time they fell in love with them okay and then started to share his worry that uh you know i broke the law to make you and i love you and i'm autistic and i can't explain things well so understandably troy's like well if i'm not supposed to exist and you're worried about things i i guess you're gonna kill me oh no so they attempted to do the diablery and then to avoid the diablery bruja samurai jacked himself and just launched himself into the future yes Oh my god. Yeah, literally Samurai jacked himself. Uh, which left Troil just being like, I, I, I guess I'm Bruja now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I was gonna eat dad lover. I was, I was lover gonna dad. eat my boyfriend, dad. Uh, lover dad? Lover dad, ugh. <laughs> that sounds gross. It's super gross. That sounds like a Pornhub search turn. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, Bruja Samurai jacked himself, but because of uh, time magic and whatever... What should have taken him uh, only tens of thousands of years, his perception of that was actually hundreds of thousands of years. Mm. So he kind of just like processed being mad at his lover for trying to uh, destroy his soul utterly and counting that as a great betrayal. But I'm also like, but maybe, bro, you should explain things better, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, once he uh, landed into the timeline again, which was like apparently roughly the Dark Ages, uh, he started to uh, work with Lilith. Oh, that's never a great idea. Yeah, it's... Or the best idea. 
Yeah, it's a whole thing. So, are either of these antediluvians alive or dead? Are they alive or are they are dead they now? dead now? Ba-na-na-na-na. Mm. So... Uh, spoiler alert, bad things happen to Troil. Uh, after Bruja left, either through Diablerie or through time magic. Or never existed. Or never existed. Who the fuck knows? That's the best way to get out of it. <laughs> just to never be there to begin with. I would find it really funny because of just how patriarchal a lot of uh, Ventru, uh, uh, Toreador, Malkavian, kind of the Camarilla core groups would be. Because, you know, Western civilization. They would just be like, well, we don't believe this non-binary weird whatever the fuck could have been actually a founder of a clan. So we're just going to give it to a man that doesn't exist because there's no way you did this, which is very unfortunate, but is very mirroring actual history in a lot of situations. So like, maybe, who knows? But yeah, so Troil, after Bruhaz doesn't exist or whatever, uh, travels around Asia Minor, North Africa, uh, was around for Carthage, where they either- drink uh wherever they may have died at carthage or they're trapped underneath the salted and ritually locked grounds of the ancient city of which city carthage i don't think i remember that ah damn well uh so there is some canonical evidence for uh uh troil still being alive but in torpor underneath carthage because the clan bane for frenzying became much worse after the fall of carthage and many elders in the lore cite that uh, they believe this happened and is continuing to happen because the antediluvian is acting like a transmitter of rage within the bloodline. Hmm. Because they're so mad about what had happened with the destruction of their city and everything. And now being trapped under its salted remains. Yep. And they can't get out. <laughs> That'd be kind of shitty. Yeah. And they're just pow- they're so powerful that their just anger at the situation is still radiating throughout the entire clan to this night. Hmm. Which I'm like, that's kind of metal. Damn, I guess Carthage does remember. They literally can't not. Because <laughs> <laughs> their blood makes them angry. <laughs> so if you believe the story of Ilias and uh, him samurai jacking, time lording himself into the future. Uh, after spending, you know, the 100,000 years, like I said, in time dilation, traveling to the Dark Ages. Uh, he... Lost part of his mind, kind of emotionally worked through the, like, betrayal situation, and stumbled in one of the Bahari Gardens of Lilith, and he works with her as her herald. Oh. He does still wish to destroy his line, but his anger's mostly focused on the true Bruja for daring to suggest that he would have sired more than once. He's like, you think I would have made that mistake more than once? Fuck you. (laughs) Love it. Which is very funny. (laughs) Love it. So... If that's true, that's one option. If it's not true, you don't have to fuck with that. I like that that has their, like, progenitor being like, no, fuck the true Bruja, all right? No, it's like, fuck the true Bruja. I don't like my clan because they're all based off of the bloodline of that one bitch who fucked me. Yeah. But I'm more mad at you specifically for suggesting I'm talking, a fucking idiot. Right, talking shit about me? You think I'm dead? I'm not dead. Not only am I not dead, I wouldn't make that same mistake twice. (laughs) You would dare think I'm that stupid? Boop, boop. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, major events in the clan. Uh, Athens. uh, A lot of Bruja settled around there, worked along with the Toreador, uh, having to build a, or desiring to build a better city after the fall of the second city. And they're just like, okay, that one was a fuck up. I think it's interesting. (laughs) Yes. That... They worked in Athens with the Toreador, mm-hmm. 
considering the whole Helena thing? Well, that happens after this, but yeah. I thought that was in Carthage. Yeah, this is before Carthage. We're in Athens now, pre-Carthage. Oh, yeah, I fucked it. I fucked my timeline uh, up. Time, Sorry. time Sorry. is fuckity. Yeah, well, thanks for with that. these assholes. Thanks, Truha. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're in pre-Carthage. We're in uh, the heyday for the. Greece was around for so long, it had a heyday, and then a Dark Ages, and then it came back, and then Rome was like, I made this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so in the, the, the pre, in the good times, yeah, uh, it kind of mirrors along the story shared on the uh, the Toreador episode with uh, Archeel and Troil working together to, like, make that art piece, what was like, but humanity is so cool. Yeah. And Kane was like, you're right, humanity is pretty dope. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the Toradors were focusing on, like, arts and crafts, and the Bruja were more doing, like, the scholarly thing and uh, having some bases, like, with theater and debate and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, which the Venture and the Lasombra could not stand because they're from Sparta, and this is bullshit. Why are you thinking and not stabbing? <laughs> yeah. Just Though I find... Women, I women it... do thinking, and that's bullshit. Women are for breeding, and that is it. <laughs> I... I always felt it was kind of weird that mm. the Lasombra, the Ventru, sure. Especially at the time. They were yeah. like, we are the conquerors of Cain. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, That's it. I was in charge. Yeah. But the Lasombra, I've always thought was kind of weird that they were shitty at the, you guys are thinking over there? Why are mm. you thinking over there? Because they've been, they're kind of a philosophy-y it's, it's one of those, a lot of lasombra politics just goes along with that whole might makes right thing mm, yeah. and they're just like i i see what you're doing there but it doesn't matter because power is power right it's like yeah you can have all these like political blah 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 blah, blah but if i stab you where's your argument yeah you're done yeah not, that's fair. not only that but i i know we talked about on there but the lasombra are always kind of the power behind the throne secret in charge ones mm-hmm. yeah and like they're kind of known for manipulating the venture a lot or at least mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so sometimes they succeed it sometimes. could have been a philosophy debate that did not go well and the sombra said well we can handle this venture we don't like them yeah like this is bullshit and we have swords and we train to kick ass so right. they're trying to take us over they're trying to take us over with their ideas and the boy fucking <laughs> the venture's like we can't have any of that no bussy grab no my bussy. boy bring him with us <laughs> I know ancient times were wild <laughs> fucking christ um so uh much like the torador the bruja left greece uh seeing this as a failure of the grand experiment it is said that during this time with the fall of athens that uh, a lot of the bruja diabolized their own elders before leaving so that nobody could bear witness to their failure Wow. They just went like, well, this was a wash. Time to pick up. Let's go ahead and eat these guys real quick. Yeah. Lighten the load. Yeah. Damn. That also goes along with what I said last episode, mm-hmm. where it seems like the Bruja tend to be a lot of younger folks, not a lot of older ones yep. left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're old Bruja, you gotta, you earned that. You either got it figured out or... You're lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta, like, if the kids think you're cool, <laughs> I, they'll I, let you live. I feel like Bruja tend to be the ones, like, things went bad. Who's oldest? You were supposed to fix this. Eat. You were in charge. Or die. Yeah. (laughs) Or die. So, Carthage. Hold on. Finish the beer. Finish the beer? Goddamn. (laughs) He's just going to pre-drink the beer so he doesn't have to do it every time we say it. That's fair. I mean, we can, there's more beers downstairs. We can get a beer. Yeah, I know. A whole 24 break that I'm going to have to drink through. (laughs) I just want to shut up about Carthage. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, Carthage is located in northern Tunisia between the coast, uh, which is like where the Mediterranean is, 
and Lake Tunis. Where, I like that name. Yeah. yeah. Tunis. Yeah. It's, it's what the country's named for. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, a big port area. So when you look on the map, there's like this little archipelago outcrop of land. And then there's like the lake immediately. And it, I spent some time digging around on Google and it looks really cool. So neat place to see. Uh, this was a major ancient trading hub and center of the Phoenician city-states. If you are somebody who is aware of the Bible, there are also the Canaanites, Canaanites and Phoenicians, and also the Punics. These are all the same people. It's very annoying for research because people interchange all these fucking names and you're just like, wait, who are we talking about? Oh, it's all the same? same. Okay, (laughs) cool. Uh, according to historians, uh, Carthage was originally founded by Queen Dido in 814 BCE. I'm very sorry, but I was taking a drink as I was reading along with the notes and for some reason my, 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 my eyes and my brain... Put an L between that I and that D. Queen dildo. Queen dildo. Well, here's like, the, that's wild. Here's the funny thing about that. So uh, it is somewhat debated in historical circles if Queen Dido ever actually existed. Mm. Most people presume that she did because her mother is Jezebel. Yes, that Jezebel from the Bible, the one what that brought tried to bring religion to the uh, the the uh, Hebrews that was not of an Abrahamic God, and they went, no, no, we don't want that shit. <laughs> Ta-ta. Yeah, that Jezebel is mm. considered historically like that person existed, uh, but there's not like a lot of evidence actually of Dido, so it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, we do know that uh, her tea's gone cold and she was asking why. <laughs> I have to go. Amazing. So <laughs> according to stories, uh, Dido was fleeing uh, oppression because she was a Phoenician princess and wanted to rule her own place. So she left the area of Tyre, which is current day Lebanon. Uh, so when people say talk about like the Levant area, where it's like parts of Northern Africa up into what is like Palestine, that's like the Levant. That's what this area is where the Venetian, the Phoenicians were. Oh, cool. So little, little context of things. So cool. Uh, along with being known for their sea trade, there's evidence of the Phoenicians' invention of flat pack shipbuilding kits. Because that's oh. how they built their books. They like prefab sections and then would ship those and then slap them together where they needed to. Yeah. That's cool. Which is like really fucking cool. Uh, so it's ye olde Ikea. Nice. <laughs> For votes. Yeah. Uh, they invented the alphabet kind of as we know it. Uh, the Greeks had a really shitty crap, too many letters alphabet. And then the Phoenicians were like, hey, we have these letters that are easier. And the Greeks went neat. And then <laughs> isn't that why we call it phonics? Yes. <clears throat> It's spelled the same, but pronounced differently. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where the some of that is tied in. And there's evidence that the Phoenicians may have circumvented sailed around Africa oh, with wow. their little boats. There is rumors that the Phoenicians may have found the Americas, but I've found no actual like hard evidence of that. So that's just kind of a rumor of like, maybe. It feels like everybody did. Everybody at some point was just like, what if we just keep going that way? Oh, yeah. shit, there's land. Look at this. Look at this place. <laughs> There's people here. Yeah, it's Hi, just people. somewhat more impressive because they're so far south that there's not really like a little lot of little land hoppies between Africa and the Americas. So you're just, I'm just like, they rode that and didn't die and came back? Are you shitting me? I've always wondered, like, <sighs> I mean, I'm sure the answer is pots, mm. bottles, but like fresh water. You can fish. You can get food in the ocean. I mean, I guess when you're way out there, it's harder because there's less like 
surface fish. Surface fish. Yeah. But like you can get food in the ocean. Getting fresh water, I from what I understand, is like what usually ends up killing people. Yeah. Well, there's stranded. also the scurvy, which well, right. I doubt they've figured I don't think they had that figured out. Probably not. There's a lot of the annoying things in human history where we figure something out and then forget about it as a species and then find it out again. Yeah. Or like one group figures it out. And then is wiped out or mm-hmm. by another civilization and the new civilization was like, we don't care about that. That's bullshit. That's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to eat an apple. What are you talking about? Oranges. That is the devil's color. <laughs> it's too spicy. <laughs> it has flavor. No. It has flavor and it's vibrant. <laughs> no. All right, so getting back into VTM lore. Uh, many within the clan say that Carthage an open society, free of the need of the masquerade, where vampires and mortals lived in a kind of harmony. There was still like the hierarchy of like, well, I have god powers and you don't, but I have the responsibility to like protect the mortals that I'm in charge of kind of vibe going on, which is probably one of the better cases scenarios <laughs> As far as vampire goes with human and vampire interactions, where it's like, I like these little homies. I mean, they're my food, but like... They're pretty cool, too. They're, they're pretty chill. This will be fine. I feel like, how far away is that from, like, people who do hobby farming? Yeah, where people are just like, I just, I just I keep these this... chickens yeah. in my backyard, and they're my friends, and I take the eggs. And then, you know, after so many years, when they start getting a little bit old, I go ahead and slaughter them and eat them. Yeah, which is weird if the chicken could have, like, feelings and express that to you. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess chickens can do that. It's weird. Anyways, I'm not going to think about that Wait, too hard right now. do that? Yes. everything can have feelings. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Chickens are just so dumb. <laughs> so we're people sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, uh, so according to a first account, first-hand accounts in the lore, so there are some vampires who did exist in Carthage that do exist in the lore, up to V5, which is wild. They're still hanging out. Still hanging out. Uh, vampires in Carthage were able to learn to control their beast and even pull themselves back up the humanity track within Carthage. Good spot. Which is kind of neat. A place you'd like to hang out. Yeah. Uh, it was said that Carthage was predominantly Bruja with like a bunch of Bon Hakim and then like a smattering of everybody else, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, that makes sense. I feel yeah. like these two should be friends. They should. They should be. <laughs> I feel like. The, this is how things should be. And the, I can get behind that and enforce it. Yeah. It's like a buddy <laughs> cop thing where they yeah. like, I feel like they need to balance each other out because the Bruja keep the Bon Hakim for being too much of cops. Mm-hmm. And then the Bon Hakim are just like, Bruja, stop it. You're being silly. <laughs> Why are you just, I need, about I'm, I'm mom-friending you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had food today? <laughs> so, major, yes, NPCs of note that were in Carthage were Troil, obviously. Critias. Yes, that Critias from Chicago by night. Menelaus. Yes, that guy from Chicago by night. And Al, and Al Ashrit. Oh, my God. I almost said Ahasrit, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, That's different man. Different. That's a different man. Al Ashrit who is active and canonical in V5 within he's, the Bon Hakim. He's like the scary, scary one, isn't he? No, that's Urshagi. So- Urshagi. Yeah, Al Ashrid is kind of the counterpoint to him within the sorcerers. That's like, hey, uh, magic is cool. Studying blood sorcery is cool. You're fucking insane. <laughs> you need to chill. So I'm going to gather up all of my sorcerer babies and teach them to kick your ass because holy fuck, you're insane. Mm. Yeah, which is a really cool lore sheet thing that's in the new Blood Sigils book if you want to check that out. Anywho, uh, it is <laughs> widely claimed by those that don't look at the city as in a favorable light <laughs> that Carthage took part in many terrible rituals. Oh my. Who wants to read the little quote? The prominent religion. 
as in many... Uh, hold on, I can't really see the thing. Hold on, start that again. The prominent religion, as in many Phoenician states, was Baalism. Right? Yeah, Baalism. Which local Canaanites twisted to their own ends. By the time of its fall, the city hosted nightly bloodbaths, sacrifices of children, virgins and slaves, demonic rites, orgies, and all manner of luxurious indulgence. That's from Bruja Revised, page 17. Yeah, so... I was reading that as a Torador, mm-hmm. which is why I was kind of like, well, orgies, I mean... I mean, you know... That's not that bad. Uh, that goes against it being a chill place to live, especially for the human side of things. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. And some of that also gets the vampire side of things, because they're just like, wait, demon rituals hold up. Yeah, pause. even they don't like that. Most yeah, so... Big pause. What is ball is? I spent a lot of time researching this guy. Oh my god. Um, I think it's the art of ballin'. Hell yeah. Ballin'. I wish. Uh, so Baal is a Phoenician god of fertility, weather, war, and sailors. Was referred to as Lord of the Earth, Lord of the Heavens, and Lord of the Rain and Dew. Why does Homie have such a bad rap then? Because that seems like some pretty good like spheres to cover. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that as we're going. Okay. Uh, so their symbols are the bull, the ram, and lightning. Uh, Ball was kind of the analogous of Zeus within the Phoenician societies because he kicked so much ass. He was just like, I'm the top god. And everybody went, okay. Sounds good, dude. Sounds good, homie. They got lightning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ball's lineage, uh, they're either the son of Dagon and uh, Shalash. Yes, Dagon. that Dagon. Or El and Ashra, which if that is true, that means that Ball's siblings include Shalim and Yahweh. Yes, that Yahweh. Damn. Yeah! Dang. Yahweh and Shalem? Yep, our siblings. Like, grew up in the same house? Yeah. Had to share, like, the fridge? Yeah. And the Oreos? Yep. What the fuck? Could you imagine trying to share the Oreos with Shalem? <laughs> <laughs> the Oreos don't even exist. They're nothing. Just give them to me where I can keep them in my warm embrace of emptiness. <laughs> it's like, you don't even like joy. Yeah, which is why you shouldn't have it either. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, so, uh, Baal was also a word used in ancient Hebrew to mean Lord, but as the Hebrews had more conflicts with the Canaanites, uh, the Hebrews dropped the term Baal for Lord, and the word over time evolved into characters like Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, and Mm. other various demons that appear in the Bible. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird how the, the, the... uh, different religions like solidified into the the ways that they were and the way we understand them now. So, I'm not a Torahic scholar. I fuck. I tried to get into that shit, but there was also just a bunch of I'm gonna say uh, weird Christian nonsense when I was just trying to get like academic understandings of the basics of this shit. So, if you want to look into that, cool. But do understand you're gonna be running into a lot of articles where people are like, "Is Baalism coming back?" And I'm like. No. Why not? I mean, it's just, it's not. I'm not saying you can't. Yeah, it's just, it's people conflating uh, contemporary Satanism and neo-paganism with these, like, very ancient religions that no one actually practices or even can fully understand because the Phoenician society was so crushed, like, the Romans burnt all their libraries, so we barely have any actually original source text, so we don't actually know how the fuck they functioned. Yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome to my uh, hyperfixation rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the big thing is, did the Carthaginians actually sacrifice children? Because that is something that a lot of people know about them from, like, history things. Is Yeah, it's a place where they sacrificed babies and then Rome burnt it to the ground. Um, and the answer I have is, maybe? 
I feel like that's the answer for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I will say also Rome burned a lot of places down. And then was like, then I built this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, And it's also a common practice, particularly back in ancient times for uh, when you had competing societies for them to like literally demonize each other. So uh, a lot of these accounts may have been salacious in ways that we don't actually have evidence for. And that's kind of where I'm trying to come at with some of this. So uh, I'm not trying to do apologetics for human sacrifice. Yeah. It's bad. Don't do do it. it. But also lots of cultures do various forms of sacrifice, human and or otherwise, uh, at various levels all across human history and time and space. So I feel like uh, ostracizing one group in particular for doing the thing, the bad thing that all of us have done is weird. But going on, um, the main evidence for this is based around these toffets, which are burial grounds with like ceramic jars. And most of these ceramic jars contain cremated animals and infant and young children as well as, like, lavish grave goods. Quick question. Yes. You said cremated and mm-hmm. children in the same sentence. Yes, I did. I would assume that they're just telling that because there's, like, a, a small amount of ashes. Well, when you burn... I mean, you, you get, like, bits of bone and whatnot yeah, that, basically, that survive. Yeah, when you burn a body, uh, bone in particular is a material that's really hard to carbonize fully, yeah. uh, particularly teeth. Uh, hi, guys, I took forensic anthropology. Okay, you said the teeth, and now it's making sense yeah. for me. Because, like... Pardon me. I mean, I guess we have different cremation, mm-hmm. crematorium style things yeah. that are probably more efficient now than back then. So I was like, well, look, they, eh, you're getting like little inch pe- inch long pieces of bone. Yeah. You're not going to be able to super duper tell. But yeah, well, like <laughs> even with modern contemporary cremation, even with the higher temperatures and more consistent temperatures that we burn bodies at. You still have teeth and other like bits of bone that will survive. So yeah. those uh, remains get pulverized in a special machine and then put into a baggie and given to you. And you even still get, like, bits. Sometimes, yeah. 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 So getting rid of bodies is hard. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. So if you just have some on your, like, around, you should probably just go and, like, let somebody know about that. Yeah, because it's bad. Yeah. Killing people's bad. Uh, Or if you just find one. I'm not saying you're a murderer. I'm just saying if you find one, instead of just being like, I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. Ancient accounts tell of, in uh, Carthage, there being a statue of a large iron bullheaded god statue that was lit like a furnace where the sacrifices of blood animals and children were directly put into the flames and john is doing devil horns and sounding excited fucking cool it's pretty metal (laughs) so Uh, metal (laughs) literally it's iron um and supposedly according to these accounts as the decades passed the statue was upgraded uh to have like hands and mechanical arms that would lift the sacrifice up into the burning mouth of the bullheaded god and drop the sacrifice into the furnace below in its abdomen. I feel like that would be hard to pull off now. <laughs> I have yeah. a new engineering project. Can I use your backyard? <laughs> for an, uh, it's just an idea that I just got. Oh my god. If you're actually going to take the steps to do it. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will be noting that uh, these accounts of ancient Carthage... And these rituals are uh, what led to the biblical concept of a holocaust. Mm. And because it's like the the destruction by fire. Yeah. Yeah. And it also led to many Old Testament laws against magic, tattoos, idolatry, etc. So a lot of the uh, puritanical ideas that exist within various parts of Abrahamic religions stem from this cultural concept. Do you think this is where they got the golden bull? Literally, yes. Literally, yes. Jezebel brought the golden bull into where the hebrews are to be like hey i got this cool god and society and they were just like but we have our cool god and society and then fighting hmm. so yeah <laughs> that's where all of all of the the weird satanic panic stuff traces back to this bullshit 
Thanks a lot, dicks. <laughs> so, what does the actual archaeological and anthropological evidence say? This is where I read the academic papers, guys. I go to college. Uh, so, from what uh, scientists have been able to tell... Uh, the range of the bodies that they have pulled from these Tophet cremation jars range from prenatal and infant mortality rates that are similar to in prenatal and infant mortality rates that we kind of expect for just a general human population, if not maybe slightly pushed above, which might make sense considering it was an ancient society and they didn't have prenatal vitamins. Yeah, I mean, I or doing, incubators. Doing and, yeah. So there's that. Uh, what little evidence has been pulled uh, from the teeth of the remains? Because it's really hard to get ancient DNA, let alone stuff that survived a cremation. Mm -hmm. uh, shows children of both sexes. I haven't seen studies that show like the full uh, uh, spread of the gender uh, spread. Because some anthropologists believe if the uh, cremated children's remains skew one way or another gender-wise, that might show more ritualistic intent towards either female uh, children's in this society wouldn't have been considered as valuable for society, so they'd be more likely to be sacrificed, or the males would be sacrificed more because they're more valuable. Mm, bringing your best to a sacrifice, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you can't get rid of it. Okay. Yeah, but as far as we can tell, it's both... Mm -hmm. Um, and the gender spread seems to be roughly fitty-fitty, as far as I've been able to find. Uh, there's been no obvious cut wounds or butchery marks on any of the bodies, uh, but the cremation rituals themselves also follow uh, ancient ritual practices of whole-body cremation for ritual sacrifice. So instead of uh, cutting and bleeding and then butchering the body, they just kind of yeeted the whole thing in. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a Which net. Makes it, woof, woof. Yeah, so that makes it kind of a net neutral of like a, I don't know. Yeah. There's no obvious butchery marks, but also it was not uncommon in various cultures in the Mediterranean area. To just chuck the fuck. To in. just chuck the whole thing in. Yeah. So, eh. And the grave goods also indicate uh, value being placed amongst the dead. So it indicates most likely that these children came from wealthier families because it's people that could afford to leave higher quality grave goods with these bodies. Interesting. So it's like, y'all rich folk, give us your kids. <laughs> Potentially. So it could be that. Or in my mind, I'm almost wondering if it was just like a burial rite and less of a sacrificial rite. Yeah, so that's, that's I, I've, I've kind of have like four hypotheses on what this could actually mean, like in actual real world terms, which is either the cremated remains are just part of natural death and the processing them through this bull statue thing might have just been the ritual. Yeah. And any like screaming that might have been heard might have been animals chucked in, which sucks and is still not good. But they're not like chucking living people into the fire and then just that spiraled out of hand as like word of mouth propaganda. You uh, chucked your dead kid in there and then you chucked their favorite cat and dog and cow in there mm -hmm. with them to, you know, or, know you travel know, to... with them to whatever. And then yeah. they, uh, the guy from across the lake was there for some reason for trading, heard all the screaming and was like, they're barbarians. And it's like they, they just chucked a rabbit in there, which again is not good. You probably shouldn't chuck a rabbit no, in the fire. No, but I've, I've heard rabbits screaming and holy shit. That is terrifying. Specifically, if they're still alive, don't throw them in a fire. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't be. Don't be throwing things into fires. Like I tried that. to give a dead rabbit a, a funeral pyre once. How'd that go? Well, the fire didn't get hot enough. No. Shut <laughs> It was gross. Oh, okay. So we buried the, it. The second hypothesis, which is not popular but was posited in one of my academic papers, was uh, 
population control. So wealthier families might sacrifice their children as a way of maintaining their gene pool and maintaining like the wealth within their family and Hmm. uh, would have been doing this as part of like a ritualized like cleansing thing where they're like, oh shit, there's too many of us, Uh, yeet. I'm not Man. saying it's good, does but mean, like, does that mean at the time that like, mm. <laughs> dad comes to you and is like, "Hey, son, we're going to the market." Oh, cool. Let me grab my brothers and sisters. No, no, it's just you today. <laughs> yeah, that that was one hypothesis, but it didn't seem to like. It's not really popular. It's just one academic thing. Like, I don't know why only the rich babies are in here. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, That's just proof that you were dad's least favorite. Oof, <laughs> wrong son, dad. <laughs> In this uh, case, right, son. I picked it. <laughs> shit. Uh, the other op- <laughs> uh, proposition is that these were sacrifices for prosperity and self-travels. Because, again, you know, the wealthy are trying to maintain their wealth and power positions. Mm. And this is a society that bases their wealth and power based off of trade through the sea. And Baal's a sailor god and god of weather. Give it us good sense. weather, homeboy. Yeah. Give us some favorable winds. Yeah. Geet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I'm making these jokes, but it's the only way I, could. I had to read so much anthropological scientific study about dead kids for a week. So I apologize, everybody, but I need these jokes. I didn't make the reading. I'm no. still making the jokes. That's fair. It's fine. Sarah. That's fair. <laughs> and then the other really uh, speculated option is they did do these sacrifices, but they're in response to war and natural disasters. So it's not a like, we do this all the time thing. It's like they were doing the animal sacrifices normally. And then when big bad things would happen, they're just like, well, fuck, we need a more worthy sacrifice. I guess human life. Right. Which not great, but I can understand why ancient people would think that. Tons of cultures yeah did this yeah yeah so similar so like it makes sense yeah so that's kind of the that's that's kind of where i landed on this is like did the did the carthaginians actually in history do human sacrifice maybe maybe probably not and if they did they probably didn't do it any more salaciously than fucking anybody else did so like besides their badass bull statue which hasn't been found i refuse to accept the fact that doesn't exist (laughs) it might have been found and melted down by the uh the romans for uh swords and whatever the fuck other iron goods they would require i'm gonna go for that uh but yeah as far as i was able to find i couldn't find any archaeological evidence of the statue ever actually existing or somebody with potence just yeeted it into the ocean. Like. <laughs> right. And it might not have been like a sacrificial statue like that. It like might have been an iron statue and then there was just a fire in front of it. Please don't ruin my day. I'm not ruining your day. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving options. I want the cool bull statue that eats things. Yes. Well, here's. Yeah. Because any. At least in dealing with histories and cultures dealing with other cultures. Every time I have found a one group of people is very adamant about how fucking absolutely evil the other group is 80 percent of the time it's not that out of pocket absolutely and then the 20 percent of the time is nazis and you're like it's it's extraordinarily exactly out of that pocket holy shit (laughs) so i don't think these people were nazis for making these sacrifices i just think they had really good taste and badass art yeah like but maybe you didn't have to throw like infants into it yeah john okay moving on so now into the fanciful lore of VTM. Uh, Ballism is uh, the religion that the mortals had, and it became corrupted by a cult of vampires that brought us the Bali. Which is the, probably where the actual bad shit came from. Yeah, was. the other. Yeah, I, I tend to not like. I tend to not like ascribing human evils to 
mythological bullshit. And this is one of those where the book kind of does, but kind of doesn't. And it's weird. It seems like it's almost doing the opposite. Mm. it's saying they were good and then the vampires came around and fucked it all yeah up. yeah that's that's fair it's just one of those i i just be careful with your language mm. that's all i'm asking but also <laughs> the bali hi the other super edgy fucking thing in vampire that's kind of fucking annoying and a pain in the ass to have at the table due to problematic players oh we'll talk to them in the hakata now no we're talking about them a little bit right now well, I know, but that that's where they would come in, right? Are they no. part? I don't think they're mm-hmm. in V5 mm-hmm. yet. No, technically no. Yeah. Okay. There's that's probably for the best. references to things that might be Bali re- uh, adjacent in things the Sabbats are doing. And looking at you, Call to the Blood Gods. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's one of those, you could stick it in there, but I've not flat out seen any specific Bali things. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, just for funsies, go for it. Warning. Uh... Bali has source books that were given to the Black Dog Publishing as opposed to White Wolf. Yeah, they were too spicy. Too spicy. They're one of, I believe, two or three clans that got the Black Dog book instead of the regular book just yeah. straight up. And this is uh, and a back, back in a time where they didn't give content warnings and things like that. This book gives several content warnings saying that this is like 18 plus material. Yeah. So if you want to look into this on your own, they back in the day, they tried to warn you all. So even, even the fact that Black Dog existed was pretty much just as a content warning plot <laughs> game line basically mm-hmm. yeah this is a book with a naked lady that has a titty with the nipple specifically painted kind of a thing with devils and shit so yeah uh it, it's a lot of 90s and 2000s edgy bullshit which if you're into and you want to look into cool just getting that surprised out of nowhere is a bit like what paintings with titties is always nice. i do I, titties are rad though hell yeah so I mean. the bali are vampires that practice infernalism both as a worship and as their own specialized discipline that gave them hell powers. Yes, literally hell powers, because... Why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious just the way we've talked about with some of the other clans and when they came out as opposed to other mm-hmm. World of Darkness game lines. Did Bali come out around the same time as Demon? Was that their way of kind of yeah, tying kinda, them together? Kind of, I think. I, I, needed to, I didn't actually research that timeline uh, for this, but I think so, maybe. I don't, I'm not 100%. I do enjoy Doom and the Fallen's lore. I've not actually played it. Uh, there's some interesting things in there, but I, as somebody who is a non-theist, uh, has some issues with the meta plot very much uh, purposely canonizing a lot of Christian lore. Well, it's, it's specifically vampire, I feel like, does that. Because mm-hmm. like other game lines canonize other stuff, but I feel like vampire, because of the cane and all that bullshit, is specifically like, Christianity's right in vampire. Yeah, so you can't you can't edit things to be like uh, the Bible had an interpretation on that, but that's not how it's working in this game. So do this what you will. But yeah, the Bali literally have hell powers. Uh, but since they can also recruit other vampires into their works with thaumaturgical rituals, it can be argued that the Bali were never really a bloodline and they're just a cult. I would personally run it that way. I think. Yeah. You could be like, all right, you're playing. If you really want to Bali right now, just make like a Toreador so they kind of have magic stuff and make them cults. Do you mean Tremere? Yeah. Yeah. Tremere. Sorry. Yeah. How Tremere. You, you could do Tremere. You could do Bana Hakim. You could do. Well, I mean, there's now uh, Thin blood. blood Sorcery. You can do that. There's Blood Sorcery for uh, the Ministry now, more specifically, because of the Blood Sigils book. And the Meatsy also have Blood Sorcery because of the Caldonic rituals. Anywho. I read over them. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with Hell them. yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, so getting into it. Moloch. Yes, that Moloch. Uh, one of the founders of the Bali became a confidant and lover of Troil, 
and was bloodbound to them. Uh, to Troil? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They had a very toxic, fucked up relationship. Uh, there's no real evidence, by the way, that Moloch was actually a real Phoenician Punic deity, by the way. I know that there's Bible accounts that ascribe Moloch as being a Phoenician deity within the Phoenician records that we have. No. Hmm. Uh, but this may be conflating the word uh, mulk, uh, which meant sacrifice. Uh, so it might have just been... Uh, bad translation. Bad translation, confusion, and then also like... And a lot of descriptions of Moloch are very similar to Baal. Mm-hmm. So it's like... A sacrifice to Baal would have been a Moloch or a Mel- or Moloch yeah. to Baal. And so they hear that word and say, oh, they're giving the sacrifice to Moloch. These, these goddamn polytheistic weirdos. Yeah. We're monotheistic at some point in the timeline. <laughs> Eventually we pick on one. All we, right. we, pick one we pick one. And he's the only one. He never had a wife. Anyhow, <laughs> we're going to avoid that. That's a whole other rant. Anywho. So, just so people are aware, in real world, Moloch's not really a thing, but in, in Vampire, it's a guy. Is Moloch an X-Men? I think you're right. I don't remember. There's a lot of X-Men. There's a lot of X-Men. Yeah. Um, I want to say they were he was they were one of the ones that was like in the sewers that nobody liked. Anyway. Yeah. It, you're not I'm wrong. Look it but up. Moloch's also described as like a demon throughout demonology, throughout Christian lore, so, you know. Also, not a so yeah, not a real god. Uh, never, never really read into the demonology stuff because it goes along with your like. I don't really haven't explored a lot of the Christian esoterica, as we'll call it. Yeah, I I did, but that's because I was like a spooky child, and people kept accusing me of things because the Satanic Panic. And they're like, "Well, if you're gonna say I'm doing this, I'm, I'm like, am I am I doing these things? I'm gonna go look into this." And I went, "No, no, I am not." But this is kind of cool, <laughs> so I ended up doing those things. It's their fault. Uh, but yeah, so Moloch seems to have been influencing, uh, Troil in kind, but that was not a mutual blood bond from what I could tell in the records, but it might've been, hmm. but, uh, over the course of the relationship with Moloch, Troil became, uh, more brutal and would, uh, do more like draining enemies to death and just killing people, embracing child or just eat them and all around just being a dick. I think that if you are using the words embracing childer and just too sequentially, you're doing something wrong. Something wrong. Especially if the response is diablery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Embracing people just to have a snack. Problem. Fucked up. Super fucked up. So yeah. Uh, Malak, not a, not a good, not a good person. Don't we, do that. Don't do that. Toxic, toxic boyfriend. So, uh, third Punic War. That happened. It did. It happened in uh, 146 to 149. It was like a three-year thing. Uh, so Third Punic War was Rome's third attempt at trying to take down the Phoenicians. Because they're just like, we don't like you having all the sea trade. Sea trade's our thing. And then the Punics were just like, eh, get fucked. And it's like Hannibal's like, I'm bringing elephants over the mountains. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Yeah, eat ass. Uh, <laughs> and then the Romans are just like, I don't like it. And they actually would have senators that at the end of every speech they were giving regardless of what the, the fucking speech was actually about the end of the speech would be like and we need to burn carthage to the ground okay and they did this for ages and eventually they figured it out on the third attempt <laughs> so in the lore rome came to carthage with the venture of the Macavians of the torridor to be like no fuck this shit they're doing uh devil work and worships and also we don't like that they're trying to be in charge fuck this <laughs> yeah so Gotta kick their ass. So the battle uh, ended with the city being starved, sacked, burned, the ground salted, and its people sold into slavery. And then the city was built over as a Roman port. 
Oof. That is actually what happened in the historical record. Oof. From a, uh, Why salted? I mean, uh, like, I know that that will stop, like, you know, crops mm -hmm. and whatnot, but if you're planning on just building over... It's... You can unsalt earth. It takes a while, but you can do it. Uh, the tactical reason for doing that is to prevent the local populace from being able to be self-sustaining, so that way when you are an invading force... You can force them to be reliant on you for food. Oh, yeah. We've brought the food to you. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a further, like, crushing thing. No, for sure. Which Rome is to want to do <laughs> all the time. I'll say they were pretty good at it. Rome be crushing. Yeah. But yeah, so from accounts... Unfortunately. <laughs> from accounts that we could find, uh, the population of Carthage at the start of the conflict was roughly 250,000, and by the end of the conflict was reduced to 50,000 people at the final surrender. Oof. So over the course of three years, roughly 200,000 people. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to be grim. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing without those bodies? Uh, whatever they can. All right. Yeah. Awesome uh, a lot of them probably got burned because uh, Rome burnt the city to the ground, which is very, it's a lot because there's a lot of accounts of Carthage having apartment buildings up to six stories at that time Wild. and having a lot of really impressive infrastructure and their own theaters and all sorts of shit. So yeah, just raised it. Yeah. Just nope. And then picked up all those old bricks and then built their own Roman versions of everything. Wild. Yeah. There's a lot of Roman structures you can see with old uh Phoenician like carvings still in them at the ancient site. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's one of those like, oh yeah, so I'm not trying to wash over the human tolls of what actually happened here, because this sucks. This is yeah, not a good, a this is a lot. This is not a good thing to be doing, and uh, unfortunately is mirroring some issues that we're witnessing in our contemporary times, and it's bad. It's always bad. Don't be doing that. Don't kill your neighbors. And don't be supporting people that are doing that, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, during the battle, uh, Menelaus was in the city, and in an attempt to save the city, he traveled south towards like the Sahara Desert to seek help from Nosferatu and Gangrel that lived in the area. Unfortunately, he was unsuccessful in getting back in time to save the city and people. Yeah. Big chunk of the reason why he's upset he's spaghetti. Yeah. Stern Maybe if he hadn't left. That's something he does beat himself up about. Good. Yeah. So... I mean, sorry. That was going to say, damn. <laughs> damn. I've been playing a Toriador too you, long. I know. I'm just like, fuck. It's like, man, he was just trying to get reinforcements. Like, the fuck? <laughs> and also, another note for... Uh, the, the Third Punic War is uh, Carthage had just finished up two other wars right before the Romans showed up. So it's one of those like if Rome had tried to do this attempt, this third attempt without the context of Carthage having just gotten over two wars with, uh, uh, I believe it was, it might have, it might have been Hebrews. I don't remember. I'm, I'm spacing on who they got into war with right before the Third Punic War. Uh, ancient battle nerds can yell at me. That's fine. But if they, their resources weren't so thinned out due to those previous conflicts, they probably would have been able to withstand that fight. But, you That's know, wild. yeah, it's almost like tactics or bastards. Yeah. <laughs> so during the sacking and burning of the city, uh, Troil and Moloch fought to defend the city side by side, trying to teamwork. Toxic lovers. Good job, guys. Uh, supposedly the pair held each other and merged into the earth as a final act of defiance or survival. It's kind of left up in the air during all of that. Um, it is believed that the Toreador Helena had sold out the tactical defenses of the city to the Romans for her own safety. Whoops. There's also some evidence that, uh, one of Troy's childer, Etheria, may have also done the same thing. So there's probably, like, multiple people slipping mm. information. Because they're just like, look, I see how this battle's going, and I would like to not die. So, uh, hail Caesar. 
<laughs> so uh, give unto him what is his, I guess. I guess, like mm, I can, I can put on a toga. <laughs> I'd look great in a toga. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> so while the Roman coalition claimed that they salted and tilled the soil to prevent any vampires that had sunk into the ground from rising back up, and also prevented the mortals from being able to feed themselves, mm-hmm. uh, there is rumored to be a site within the fallen city that has a lot of extra effort put into it. Huh. And it is believed that within this area is a great brazier that is hidden within a temple that is ritually sealed, but it still ekes out this kind of unworldly kind of evil energy. Cool. That supposedly, on occasion, a strange vampire will emerge from this unholy pit with dark powers. Cool. And just do all sorts of fucked up shit where it's just like unchained cuckoo bananas Bali just will just spawn oh. at this place. Fuck. And then just meander, causing do, chaos. Do their thing. Yeah. And then just go back to sleep? Or do they just stay up? There's up. So this place just spawns vampires? Supposedly. It's like a spawn point? Supposedly. What? If it exists. Hmm. I just thought that was a really metal note of just like, oh. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really metal and cool. Part of me is just also like, I tend to like stories where things are a little bit more complicated and not as clear cut. So just the idea of like, yes, the Bruja and the Bani Hakim in Carthage were absolutely doing demon stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, eh, that's kind of boring. boring. I don't like that. I'm Give not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that stuff could not have happened or, you know, could happen in your storyline or it's like there was the general everything was cool and then there was like secret cults cuz ancient times lots of fucking cults. Oh yeah. Today, I mean, lots of fucking math cults. Math was invented by a cult basically. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Pythagoras with your weird bean cult. Hey, oh, beans. Beans. So if we get, if we get a M5, yeah. we'll talk about it. We get an M5. We'll see. So, those Bruja and Ben Hakim that lived within Carthage that's basically scattered to the winds. Uh, Menelaus was very upset his spaghetti about his favorite city place, all of the work and effort and all of the slaughter of everything. Understandably upset. He believed that it was Helena that had uh, ultimately sold out uh, the city for her own benefits. Uh, so he hunted her down for her betrayal to Pompeii, which... In the lore, he was so pissed, Menelaus actually broke his thousand-year not-frenzying spreak specifically to fight her. Holy shit. And this unleashing of his frenzy set off Mount Vesuvius and wiped out Pompeii and the surrounding cities. Holy shit. Well, good job, Menelaus. Not only did your city burn to the ground because you ran from it, but then you killed an entire another city. Several other cities. There was like five or six that just got like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Good job, buddy. Uh, both parties Worth ended it. up escaping. So he didn't even do it. He no. didn't even succeed. Nope. No. Nope. And How are you going to fight him? Come on. Yeah, you can. They beat each other to torpor during, I think it is like the eight, uh, 18, 1812? We'll get there probably. Uh, I... There's so much shit in the Bruja script. I do not do the the wild and wacky adventures of Menelaus and Helena, but it gets insane. We could do a bonus episode. We could. On we could, because there's a whole plot point where Menelaus goes, fuck this shit. I want to be on my own. So he builds a boat and travels to the Americas way before Columbus. And it's just like hanging out with indigenous folks. And then fucking Helena shows up with Cortez. And he's like, God <laughs> damn it, you bitch. I fucking Christ. I was doing fine. I was over here minding my own business. And then you're fucking hot ash i'm going to kill you (laughs) 
love that they have the most love-hate relationship. <laughs> a lot like... of love, mostly hate. No, yeah. Mostly yeah. hate. Did, and... uh, hold on. I, for some reason, I thought I remembered them being like a thing for a time. I don't remember. Okay. Because right. I had to read so much other shit. I Homies, read. get in the comments if they were a thing. Guys, I read like 38 books for wow. this episode. And Is four that academic... why your head's so big? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, my... <laughs> <laughs> my head's big because I'm puffy because of my autoimmune disorder. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay, I right. have a genetic condition. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I thought it was because your brain was swelling from uh, all the bits you've been reading. Uh, probably. No, that's why I have like the stress vein over here. Ah. Uh, so over the course of Roman rule and into the Dark Ages, the clan was held in high regard as a high clan, despite their lack of a power base. So all the other clans throughout this time had some sort of country or city state that they're just like, this is my area. So, you know, like, Adventure had Rome and the Tartar ended up having France and Giovanni had Sicily and yada, uh-huh. yada, yada, yada. And the Bruja never really like had a subtle, like, this is where the Bruja hang out. They're just kind of like scattered all over the place. Yeah. But because of their maintained Greek schools of thought about, you know, having a strong mind and a strong body and uh, generally being uh, mentors and counselors and whatever the fuck, everybody was just kind of like, yeah, you guys fucked up, but you're cool. So we're just kind of like letting you vibe. Uh, Some within the clan worked their way into the church to push for scribes and monasteries. And some of them uh, worked within the church systems to uh, copy and share texts across Europe, North Africa, and the Near East. Oh, man. Think about how great celerity would be for all those copying down Just of tomes. Just writing so fast. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Writing so fast. Nice. I'm going to doodle so many snails in the margins. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an oddly specific history joke. And if you chuckled <laughs> at that, nerd. Snails jousting in the margins. God damn it. Uh, anywho. Some Bruja, like a portion of them enough settled in the Carpathian and Balkans areas that the, there's some civilizational issues and some of them ended up going into the Central Asian area and working with the Mongols. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of neat. Go Mongols. I mean, uh, they did a lot of bad stuff, but also, yeah, cool. Like many societies, the good things and terrible things. Yeah. Good food. Yeah. Very good food. Dude, Mongolian beef slaps. The hue, that band slaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're going to be going to the Carpathian Mountains, the Transylvania areas for a portion of our history lessons. Uh, so the political strife for the Bruja being stuck between the Ventru in Western Europe and then the Zemitsi, also in the mountains and the Balkans and the, the, that area, uh, cause a lot of strife and problems because the Bruja are just like, man, I just want to like sit and just chill and do things. And both sides are like, no, I'm in charge because either I'm in charge or I'm literally the mountain that you're trying <laughs> to put. This is my mountain. I don't know if you knew that. So fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) because of those things, uh, this kicked off uh, many, many, many years of rebellion headed by Bruja leaders. Uh, One particular one that gets noted is Dominic uh, in Transylvania. And a lot of this happened between the 10th and 13th centuries. So he'd been going for a while. Yeah. Just just being like... these fucking, these the war princes bullshit and just using us as cat and fodder, this bullshit, blah, 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 blah. We deserve respect. And the elders are like, no. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> You're a sellsword at best. <laughs> Fuck off. Here's a coin. Now get your sword. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, the, mom- the, the, the movement built upon itself as younger vampires seeking their own rebellions uh, and forming their own anti-clans began to get popular anti-clans anti-tribute if you will mm, interesting mm. 
So more formalized factions with fellows Mitsi, Nosferatu, Gangrel, and Rogue Ventru began to build up in the Hungary area as well, like the country Hungary, mm-hmm. uh, and then spread into Western Europe from there, thus becoming the first Anarch revolts. All right. Yeah. So the spot kind of, kind of the Bruce's fault, kind of the Bruce's fault a little bit. I mean, this is coach. Makes sense. I mean, they had good intentions. Yeah, they did have that's that's a lot of the brujas. Like, man, they they had they tried. They have such good intentions, and then either somebody comes along and kicks their sandcastle down, and they have big feelings about it, or their own big feelings get in the way, and they're just like, God damn it, <laughs> fucking, I just ADHD too hard. I can kind of feel that in some ways. <laughs> I, there I've, have been totally times that I've like arted mm-hmm. and then just been like, man, fuck this. And just ruined the art. Yeah. <laughs> you just you get frustrated because you can't get this one thing correct. And yep. then you just fuck the like, whole you know, project. Never mind. I don't even want it. <sighs> just throw yeah. it in the trash. Just, a lot of this history for me feels like a lot of a self-read. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't like looking at this mirror, guys. Uh, yeah. So Convention of Thorns. While the Bruja are blamed for having started what would become of the Sabbat, uh, the clan ultimately, quote unquote, aligned itself with the formation of the Camarilla. So. Sounds like they're flip-flopping. A little bit, a little bit. So, uh, fun fact about the Convention of Thorns, uh, it was Bruja elders that captured and ransomed seven Bana Hakim elders during this. And as part of the exchange to return the hostages, uh, the Banu Hakim had to submit themselves to the curse from the Tremere as a whole. Damn. Yeah. So, whoopsie poodle. Yeah. On top of, when we... I, I'll get into more of the fuckery that the, the Western vampires did to the Bana Hakim when we do that episode, because holy shit. Talk about fucking people over with the treaty. Not that we have any idea what that's like. When we talked about Unfortunately, we're kind of professionals. Mm-hmm. When we talked Sucks. about putting them in the second group because they need a lot of history to understand what's happening with them. Mm-hmm. This is this is parts of it. And also uh, they exist in a part of the world that has a lot of culture that a lot of Westerners don't fully understand. So we have to give a lot of like context and that requires a lot of effort. Blech. We're getting there. Anyways, we don't have time for that. We have time for this, which is uh, while the Anarch movement was never truly quashed out by the Convention of Thorns, the Convention's proclamation basically puts Anarchs as basically part of the Camarilla in all but name. Which is funny in in modern nights. Yeah, yeah, it becomes it becomes a full circle. It it's kind of like an aristocrat's joke. Like it takes a long time to get there, but when you get to it, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the other fun note with the Bruja specifically, uh, Patricia of Bolingbrook, a Bruja who was a peasant rebel during the Watt Tyler uprisings, which is like a really cool bit of history if you ever want to look into that shit. And then was embraced by uh, in vampire lore Robin Hood. Robin Hood was an actual person. <laughs> And a vampire. And a vampire. He became a vampire. Embraced Patricia Bolingbroke and had continued fighting uh, for other kind of like peasant and underling rights through the Anarch revolts. Uh, she showed up in the line a little bit before the Convention of Thorns because she was the one that Diabolari's harched at the Elder. Ha! Ha ha! In 1394 in Spain. Ha 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 ha! She knocked his hat off his head and just... And- Bit him to yeah, death. To death. To super death. So the reason why she was at the Convention of Thorns is because she wanted to finish the job. <laughs> because remember, Hardstadt the Younger picked up the hat and put it on his head and went, I'm Hardstadt. I'm Hardstadt now. And he was at the convention because, you know, they're, they're forming the Camarilla. And so therefore you need the biggest dickus uh, venture to be like, I stand for the clan and society. I'm Hardstadt. Look at my hat. Right. It says and, it right here. Yeah. And fucking Patricia over here is like, Patty over here is like, I ate him. 
That's not I hard. was there for it. I should have taken that fucking hat. <laughs> I'm here to get that hat. <laughs> so, and also, and also, fuck the king. Yeah. You know, so that kind of shit. Uh, unfortunately, uh, failed at her attempt to uh, diablerize Hardestat 2, Electric Boogaloo. But she pops up later on the, the timeline. So keep that in your noggin for later. <sighs> so then, yes, the Bruhat works as a high clan within the Camarilla still. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, during the Age of Discovery, so we're jumping in the timeline a fair bit, uh, a fuckload of Bruja become pirates and explorers because they're just like, I'm tired of being stuck in this area where I can't do anything. And every time I try to do things, people tell me it's a bad idea. Fuck it, I'm gonna get on this boat. So Bruja and Lasombra pirates. Yes. I really want to see the Bruja ship versus the Lasombra ship. <laughs> the cap, who's captaining what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, you know, Bruja and Lasombra, hand in hand, just yo-hoing. <laughs> Honestly, kind of fan. Do you fan- think they made fleets work together? Do you think they, like, had pirate battles? Like, for funsies? Yeah. I don't know, it's man. Like, I mean, none of them are going to die if they sink to the bottom, right? Yeah, just keep fighting under the water. <laughs> but only so far, because if you get too much pressure, the vampire will pop. That's true. And that is final death. <laughs> but that's, that, you know, just Well, wanted- I guess if they're... Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, if you pop, no yeah, that's final death. No fortitude. Technically, no, but you could get it. Yeah. If neither side gives a fuck and you either work with somebody to learn fortitude or you diablerize your way to getting fortitude, you can do it. And then just get the fortitude to just go fight at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. There, there are two <laughs> vampires that have been down in the Mariana's <laughs> Trench for like 12 centuries who've just been feeding off sh- like weird goo monsters that live down there <laughs> for their blood. Right. It's fantastic. I also just, you ever get so angry you punch shadows and it actually works? <laughs> Which is kind of fantastic. I'm too angry to die and I can punch the ethereal. <laughs> I kind of love that. But also in that uh, vein of European exploration causing problems. Oh. Uh, those Sabat leading Bruja settled into Mexico and then traveled north through what would become the United States and Canada. Mm. Uh, I say Sabat leaning because, you know, a Sabat went to Mexico and went, I like it here, sit. And had it for ages it's really interesting, cool parts of lore. We don't have time for that right now. We'll get to it. Uh, the Bruja, being the Bruja, uh, had uh, tons of various ways that all of them interacted with things. It just tended to be the more Sabat-leaning Bruja kind of jumped at the opportunity to cross the ocean first. Mm-hmm. And then other ones came across. So some Bruja clung to cities along the eastern seaboards and were just like, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm do things here. I like this. Society is cool. Uh, some of them went out into the frontiers to explore things because... Uh, Fuck the man. I can do what I want on my own. I'm a big tough guy. Mm-hmm. I could fight. I'll punch a bear. Done what it before, if, I'll do it again. <laughs> what's this weird thing? A moose punch. <laughs> just not giving a... F- just the most flannel wearing people <laughs> ever. Um, some went to go spur on the American Revolution and colonies. Ouch. It's interesting how the books parsed that because they write specifically about specific well-known canon NPCs like Critias working with Benjamin Franklin specifically okay. like on invention, like they were invention buddies. But then the book also says the clan really didn't have an effect on the revolution. And I'm like, you specifically wrote about Bruja Anarchs working with Thomas Jefferson. That's kind of a thing. That's kind of a direct maybe it was involvement. Just, maybe it was just him suggesting, you know, to tie that, that key to the kite and that's that's the the big Critias thing. and benjamin franklin both flying kites at night yeah. their kites cross i feel like that might be a 
multiple <laughs> chefs in the kitchen situation. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird, the language on that is wonky where it's like, yeah, the clan as a whole isn't united on any particular thought yeah. outside of somebody attacked one of my own. We all turn in lockstep to be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Which is a big bruja thing, honestly, that I probably should have mentioned in the other episode and I totally spaced on it. You punch Ted? You punch Ted. Yeah. Ted's mine. Ted's my friend. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And I so punch Ted. Gary, and so is Frank. And so is other Ted. Yeah. Our crew punches Ted. You don't get to punch Ted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's bruja in the United States is being like, revolution. Woo. Every, every man is free and deserves rights. Not those ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is, that's its own can of worms. We'll get to it uh, at some point. We do have plans to talk about some of that stuff, but bleh, we don't have time right now. Uh, there's some Bruja who stayed in Europe and continued to get like funding for various other revolutions, starting revolutions over in Europe. We're not going to talk about the guillotines right now. That's its own. The attack on like the French monarchy within vampire lore is really cool, but there's so much shit happening. And I don't have time for all that right now. What is kind of a fun note, continuing the Bruhan Ventru fighting, is the Ventru who had situated themselves in Britain at this point, because Britain was clearly going to be the big seat of power, you mm -hmm. know, empire spanning the world thing. Right. The Ventru in Britain didn't see the American Revolution as a big deal. <laughs> so they apparently just didn't really put any backing into helping the mortals control that situation at all. And then they're like, oh shit, the colonists left? What? Fuck. <laughs> Like, complete mismanagement. Which that sounds like a venture. That does. They're just like, oh, this is... The, this is beneath me. The peasants? Pff, Who cares? I, I have a corporation. I'm trying to run with boats and get spices. I don't give a fuck about this. Oh, shit. They Wait, fucked, where'd they go? They <laughs> fucked off with all the trees. Fuck. All the trees. Fuck. So, uh, while revolutions and major ships were affecting Europe over uh, the various decades and centuries and whatnot of the various tumbling piles of revolutions and overthrows and whatever in europe uh the bruja basically had kind of free run over the united states for a period of time because the european vampires were like too busy and also didn't want to get on a boat and move yeah that's fair which is fair that was until the other clans saw that hey the united states is going to be kind of a powerhouse and it's kind of neat and has this economy thing this is ours now <laughs> like literally <laughs> Literally, like, Ventru and Toreador specifically, investors would move from Europe, invest into places on the eastern seaboard, and then just push the Bruja out and just be like, ah, oh, this is mine now. I mean, it sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, this goes along with the Bruja's complete inability to organize themselves. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh, I'm just doing my thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I guess if, like, Bruja <laughs> actually organized, then they'd, they'd be a, a force. That tends to be the theme is like when they do organize, a lot of shit gets done very quickly. But because they don't say consistently organized, you have these long stretches of history where they just get fucked with. And then they're just like, I'm done. <laughs> and then a bunch of shit happens. And then they become almost complacent again. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the uh, second seat in London we talked about in the first episode where all yeah. of a sudden they're just like, you fucked up so bad that the entire clan will kill you if you do this again. All right, bye. Yeah. It's like you you have to fuck around really hard to get all of the entirety of Bruja to be like, fuck these six fish in particular. <laughs> But yeah, so the uh, with the 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 push of the uh, the the gentry to vampire swords into the United States and pushing the Bruja out, it kind of also pushed them into a lower social class and ended up pushing a lot of Bruja into just getting the Anarch label, whether they wanted it or not, or whether they were actually doing that or not. Huh. And also just pushing them westward, just being like, get the fuck out, just stop that. This is ours now. 
Uh, you did get some kind of interesting uh, uh, alliances during the American Civil War, hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. So a lot of uh, younger venture and Bruja aligned with various agents of the Sabbat to push out the Southern Camarilla gentry from their powerhouses and plantations. All right, all right. So that's one of those, like, Gimli <laughs> legless moments where they're just like, I didn't think I'd be fighting with an elf, fighting with a friend, and it's like, eh, sure. <laughs> but fuck this shit. And I'm like, cool, good. Yeah. Let's, let, it, slavery's bad. We should stop that. I agree. Good. Uh, and <laughs> good. good. Yeah. So continuing with the 1800s being, a a time with a lot of revolutionary thoughts and new ideas like socialism, Marxism, Darwinism, science, all sorts of things. Science. Anytime there is a thing going around with that kind of bullshit, there will be bruja there. There's so many of them. I'm not going to sit here and list them all out because Jesus fucking Christ. Don't have that kind of time. There's a new idea. There's some nerdy bruja or real into it. Yeah. Just like you guys do new ideas. I'm in. I'm in. I am so Fuck fucking the system. In. Everything is terrible. Ah. that, uh, that meme about the dog. What? I stand up. My dog. Hell yeah, brother, I'm in. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. So, uh, one thing I will focus on, because I find this to be kind of an interesting lore note, and we're getting into other countries and stuff, was the Russian Revolution and the Bruja Council. Because it was one of the few times that a bunch of Bruja tried to organize, and it didn't go well. But, Aww. you know, that's okay. As is the story of Bruja. <laughs> so... Russia, up until the revolution, which was like, you know, the 1917 area, uh, was mostly run by Venture Toridors, Mitzi, and Nosferatu, tend to all kind of split various parts of Russia. Uh, as the communists were building up, a lot of communist bruja, shockingly, popped up. Russian Revolution happens, gets rid of the czar, communist com the organizations are taking over the government. Uh, there's a lot of steps and a lot of intrigue. I'm not going to get into all that right now. We don't have time. But the communist Bruja realized, oh, hey, we're, we're, we're in charge now. Fuck, we need to organize so these other asshats don't come back and take their shit. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. So they make the Bruja Council so that they can all work together. And the way it's structured is really interesting because everybody who is a Bruja communist has a place to speak and work at at the Bruja Council, regardless of where your position is actually within, like, the power structure. Which I was like, neat, good idea, guys. Good start. What ended up happening was there was a lot of struggles between, uh... The genuine believers in communism fighting amongst themselves on different ways to actually structure the government and society, let alone how they're going to handle things on the vampiric side. And then a bunch of selfish vampire assholes also just taking power positions because that's what vampires do. So yeah. you have like a three side like fight constantly happening. So the council, while organized enough to try and maintain their power base, was not able to maintain that structure because of all the fucking infighting. Mm hmm. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> so uh, when Stalin came in and was just like, Trotsky, Lenin, fuck off. Do not want Bolsheviks. We got this now. Mm. I Look at me, my cool mustache. Ignore the gulags and all the the, the, po the pogroms mustache. that I'm doing and the, 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 the Roma murders. Mustache. Mustache. I'm mustache. Uncle Joe. <laughs> look at me. I'm cool. Uh, when the, the Stalinists came in, uh, several Venture Toridor and Nosferatu used that as a power structure chance to kind of like edge their way back on in into their previous positions. And uh, during that time, several members of the Bruja Council discovered that uh, several of the uh, gulags that Stalin had set up were being used by the uh, Black Hand for, as like feeding grounds. Oh. And they went, oh shit, that's bad. Yeah. We should, we should not do that. And we got to kick Stalin out. And we had all these conspiracies to like push out Stalin and reestablish a more egalitarian uh, communist structure. 
And then a Hitler happened. And then a Hitler happened. Yeah, and then all of the Bruja went, uh, well, we don't like Hitler. Let's deal with that first. Yeah, so they were okay with having Stalin sign the treaty initially to be like, hey, so uh, Russia and Nazi Germany, we're going to not fight, right? We're going to we're gonna be chill? Cool. And then Hitler was like, I know I said I was going to be chill. Turns out I am not at all chill. I have none. I have my fingers crossed. I was... At- <laughs> turns out i'm very sneaky and i lied (laughs) so that happened and then yeah all of the bruja council went yeah fuck this guy because you know they don't like authoritarianism and all that bullshit and so russia threw everything at fighting hitler and big chunk of the reason why the the nazis were defeated world war ii history woohoo good job bruja i'm not saying that there aren't bruja that were nazis I'm sure there were. I'm certain 100% there were. They like change. Doesn't specifically say what kind. Yeah. <laughs> so there were probably a bunch of angry German Bruja that were Nazis. And there were probably a bunch of angry German Bruja that were like, fuck this. And then got geeked. Yeah. By the Nazis. So. I know we mentioned both and we haven't really talked about mm-hmm. in the show too. So I did want to note that the black hand that they found that were feeding off the gulags are different than... The true, the true black, black hand, hand yep. that the true Bruja were members of. Yeah. They are actually, we, I'm not going to history, but they're basically the two warring main bodies behind the Sabbat is the easiest quick way. Yeah. Like essentially they're the both the ones trying to pull the Sabbat strings, but they also hate each other. Yeah. It's, it's, and the black hand tends to be like most of the Sabbat, but not really. It's like, you know, when I describe that Russian stacking egg cup in the first yeah. episode where it's like a sect within a sect within a sect for the Talmira. Yeah, this is that middle one mm-hmm. that doesn't have, like, quite as cute of a dress. Because I found with the rushing egg cups, like, the outside one, super cute. Some of the middle ones, you're just like, what the fuck happened? And then the smallest one, adorable. <laughs> Why? It's I have no idea. It's those dimensions right. I, I know. I it, know. Gets, it gets a little, a little, bleh. yeah. So, uh, shockingly, the amount of resources and effort that went into uh, defeating uh, Nazi Germany during World War II fucked Russia up severely, and it never really fully recovered from that. I think that's just history. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That is true, but the same thing happened with the political structure for the vampires as well. So basically the Bruja Council barely struggled and kind of flounderingly kind of uh, up until the 90s uh, when uh, Nosferatu Methuselah Baba Yaga woke the fuck up and went, I don't like this. So over the course of eight nights, uh, she ate the remaining members of the Bruja Council. From the inside out. From the inside out is wild. That's I read yeah. that ahead of it. And I was trying to figure out how that would even work. No one knows, but what they found left of them, they're just like, this was not a outside in job. This was an inside out job. What Baba Yaga is so mean? scary. Uh, she like, somehow traveled to the inside of their bodies and ate them from the inside out. Like diabolized them. Potentially. Or just or, ate them to final death. Them. Yeah, kind of. That uh, Hum- huh. organivore organivore it? basically just fed on them but yeah the chunks. yeah it's very just like baba yaga is a cool uh npc character i'm kind of also terrifying and i'm kind of glad that i'm like 90 percent sure she's dead yeah in the canon but holy fuck it's, yeah it's one of those things where um it's left up to your interpretation because she died but then you read parts of v5 and you're like is she dead they, are they talking about they're talking about that bitch, though. They're talking about that bitch, though. I don't... The chicken feet. Shadowy figure with chicken feet in Russia. <gasps> um, oh, God. If she's in a pestle boat. <laughs> she's in a mortar and pestle boat. We're fucked. We're running. Oh, Where no. I don't know if I can run, because she can eat us from the inside. From the now. inside. Yeah. <sighs> pro, pro Spoopy. Tip, 
pro tip I'm taking away from V5 so far. Um, if you end up in the world of darkness, uh, stay away from Eastern Europe right now. Mm-hmm. Seems to be. It... Just stay away from life. Stay away from life. Yeah, but yeah, Eastern Europe in particular, very just like, oh, uh-huh. buddy. There's All a right. lot of people there you don't want to be near as a human or a vampire. Yeah, so that was that was the the the, the Eastern Bloc's attempt at Bruja trying to organize. It did not end well. Then there was also the second Anarch Revolts. Bump it on. So, 1944, uh, Prince Don Sebastian Juan Dominguez of Clan Toreador was the prince of L.A. Having a good time. Yada, Great yada. Time. Great Doing time. Thing. Yep. Uh, had his, uh, supposedly had his underlings beat uh, the Bruja Jeremy McNeil. McNeil. Mac. M-A-C. He's not Irish. He is Scottish. I'll be very bitchy about this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they basically had him beat to nearly final death for being a particularly unruly bruja. Uh, uh, Jeremy McNeil has a long history of doing anarch revolty stuff. So when he uh, wandered into L.A., the prince was like, no, I don't want this. Do not. Do not. But the prince's sire was also there. And the prince's sire thought uh, McNeil was hot and was like, don't don't kill him. And he's like, what if I just have him beat nearly to death to like get the point across and get him to leave? Though there is records that... Uh, Instead of having his underlings beat McNeil to almost final death, uh, the prince actually used Dominate to force McNeil to slam his head into the stone floor repeatedly for the court's amusement. And that's actually what happened. That's, wow. That's like way worse. (laughs) That's so much worse. Yeah. Holy shit. Especially because it's a bruja beating himself up. You ever get so mad you beat yourself up? (laughs) And by you get mad, I mean a voice in your head outside of your will and control of Dominate is the worst power. It is It's super gross. Uh, so the Anarchs in LA were not happy about this, this Anarch, uh, icon getting the shit kicked out of them for literally no reason. Yeah. So to try and quell the upsettingness, Prince Sebastian decided that he would allow the local er- elders to, after the fact, do an investigation to prove that he had made the right choice to be mm. like, oh, okay, okay. The community's upset. What if we let the community leaders just go over what the evidence is and see if they can justify what I've done? Yada, right. yada, yada. And the Anarchs are like, well, there is a bruja among the elders, so hopefully, like, we'll get a- everything to be chill. It was not chill. <laughs> Shockingly, the elders saw nothing wrong with this decision and, in fact, charged McNeil with conspiracy against the prince. Oh, my God. For just being... Yeah, that does not at all mirror tactics that happen in the U.S. at all. Hmm. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, my God. Uh, shockingly, this did not go over well with the local Anarchs. I wonder why. Uh, the Anarchs in LA at this time not only outnumbered the Camarilla, they actually had organized. Whoa. What? So within a few nights of rioting, Prince Sebastian and his underlings, uh, were dead. Nice. The elders that were in the city and that were part of the investigation had either fled, went into hiding, or joined the Anarchs. It's just, whoa, I'm one of you guys. As you do. As you do. Uh, that did not quell the rioting. These revolts continued along the California coast for three years, uh, sparing and basically stopping up to San Francisco, which if you know how South LA and like San Diego is, it's literally like right where the American Mexican border is. So like half of California just went, fuck this. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, like Sacramento, big chunks of the state. And California is huge for those who don't live in the US and don't know how big our country is. It's a fucking big area. It big. Big, it big. L.A. is the size of some small countries. Yes. He tall. He tall. Large. Um, does this timeline, my history isn't great, does this line up with about the time of the L.A. riots? 
No, that's in the 90s. This I thought this said this was in the 90s. No, this is 1944. Oh, 44, yeah. Sorry. There were things like the Zoot Suit Riots. Oh, yeah. Zoot Suit Riots. Yeah, which is like an actual thing, but that was more uh, people in the Latin community trying to stand up for their rights to exist in spaces during the World War II time zone, timeline. And then white cops being like, we don't like that your pants are huge and that you're brown. That's weird. Them large pants. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I did, at the war time, they were saying that the, the, the use of the fabric was going against, like, supporting the troops and da-da-da. But I also just was like, that's a that's a thinly veiled excuse to, like, beat up brown people, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The, the use of pinstripe fabric <laughs> well, is the, not supporting the troops? Well, it's because okay. it was, like, a lot of fabric. And there was rationing, was the thought. They're rationing the pinstripe fabric for the, the You're the not troops? wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just... <laughs> Okay. Trying to give all the context for what was said, okay. acknowledging it was dumb as fuck. <laughs> Anywho, so the I Anarchs... just want to see like yes. I just want to see 1940s American soldiers running around in pinstripe camouflage because you know we had to ration it. <laughs> we, <laughs> you could you imagine being so short on fabric you have to use like pinstripe suit fabric to make like parachutes and shit? exactly. And I'm like, no, that's what the nylons were for. That's Not why women were drawing. Uh, using markers to draw like fake pantyhose lines on the back of their legs, like psychos. Uh, and because God forbid a leg be out, anyways. So the Anarchs formed the Anarch Free States by doing their big rebellion thing. By popular demand of the Anarchs, uh, McNeil was placed as a leader, but he worked really hard to be like, I, I, I'm not a prince. No, 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 no. Uh, one of many Bruhav, everyone's like, do the thing, and he's like, fuck, hold on, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want this, fuck. So he established a council made up of other city leaders along with Nosferatu, Gangrel, and Ravnos leadership and ran the whole thing under democratic principles of, like, voting and egalitarian nice. kind of shit. Sounds cool. Good job, dude. Uh, despite these efforts, the Anarch Free States split up into petty baronies that often warred with each other. God damn it. I know. I always so. feel like every time you say something good mm -hmm. in these podcasts, I should wait for, like, <laughs> the five drop. sentences, probably. <laughs> I know. I try to be like, hey, guys, a cool thing, and then the bad. Yeah. I know. I know, I know. So over the next uh, half a century plus, it's just McNeil and the other leaders that are just like, stop fight, stop fighting, stop fighting, stop fighting. Please stop. Please. I feel like it's like, please stop. You take a bunch of cats and put them in a room. Yeah. And the cats are like, this is my room. And the other cats are like, actually, I don't know if you knew this, but it's my room. Mm -hmm. And they get shitty with each other. And then there's, and then they start pissing everywhere. Mm hmm. That's that's Bruja. Yeah. They piss everywhere. Yeah. And during all of that time, uh, attempts to further spread the Anarch Free States were kind of stymied by uh, the Venture and Giovanni stronghold that is Las Vegas and Reno. So the, the, the movement couldn't move further east. And then if they tried to move north, there's a fuckload of lupines that are just like, all vampires must die. And they're just like, fuck, we can't go north. Ah, uh, never mind. And... Then if they tried to go so south, there was a bunch of uh, the Sabbat from Mexico City and Tijuana and all that kind of shit. So they're just kind of like sandwiched in this little box that they can't like expand from. And then they're also internally like fighting and they're getting pressures from the outside force. It's just like... It's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, so adding to the mess, in 1998, the Bruja Baron of San Diego declared herself Prince Tara Kearney. Uh, pardon me? Yes. Uh, she said that she had done this due to the needs arising from having to combat the Sabbat coming from Tijuana. And the, the Kwai Jin immigrating from Southeast Asia and basically, like, invading the Anarch Free States. There is a lot of plotline and lore stuff involving the Kwai Jin invading the United States and doing their own bullshit. That will be handled later because there's some implications and a lot of weird, like, Asian phobia bullshit that's tied in with that kind of shit. And I'm just like, mm. 
I cannot cover that right now. I, th- I think we've changed our policy. We joked about it in the early episodes. We are open to covering that, but that's going to be like a, we need time to cover all that shit properly. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there are some interesting cultural note things, but there's also a lot of problematic shit and we don't want to accidentally add to things being racist for no reason. Like, yay. Because like, yeah, fuck that. Like best, <laughs> best case for V5, they bring them back mm-hmm. as a singular clan who just has some cool like Wuxia based powers and pretend like they're not an entire secret se- separate race of vampires. Yeah. That's probably their best bet there, but. Maybe. I don't. I'm not super. I don't know. I I, I always avoided those books because yeah. it the premise in itself is confusing. It's. A lot of that stuff is based on a lot of Southeast Asian mythos and animism and that kind of stuff. And without that context, a lot of it just comes off as uh, people in the West doing an Orientalism weird fetishization thing. And I don't want to weeb otaku my way through a bullshit thing when I don't have to and I could actually understand things. So I'm going to not. Yeah. And a lot of those books didn't give that context. It's kind of like. For those who've played Bloodlines, that entire last chapter of that game just, like, does not explain itself, and it feels really weird. Yeah, and it kind of comes out of left field where you're just like, why Why are we just having this vague block of Pan-Asian people show up and just try to, like, fight the entire city? That's crazy. Uh, that would have been part of what is called the New Promise Mandarate, which mm-hmm. is also part of a, like, ah, let's not fall into the late 90s, early 2000s weird techno fear of like Japan coming in, or China coming and taking over the economy and weird continuing a dislike of Southeast Asian people because we've been afraid of the, the them invading and being a menace to Western like let's just I'm not going to cover that right now I'm acknowledging it and moving on uh, so blah yeah so yeah Prince Tira broke up uh, San Diego from the Anarch Free States, and then there's other fuckery happening, and it's just not a good time in the late 90s. Uh, the struggles of the Anarch Free States can be played out in the Bloodlines game, like we mentioned, and you can see portions of it in the LA by Night series. So, All right. So if you want some canonical updates on things, the uh, spoiler warning I am giving for LA by Night right now, feel free to hit the skip ahead a few seconds button, but I think it's an interesting lore for the Anarch Free State and the Bruja involvement in things. Uh, Prince Tara was uh, punished for her betrayal on the orders of Baron Isaac Abrams of Hollywood. Uh, She was captured and held prisoner by Jasper in a cage in his haven. And later on in the plot of that game, she is believed to be dead and is a box of dust that Prince Vannevar has. Damn. So, yeah, if you fuck around, sometimes you find out. Yep. (laughs) Hooray. Damn. Damn. So, current V5 canon, we have made it now. Ha 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 ha. Here we are. Here we are. Once again, with the third Anarch Revolt, uh, starting with... <laughs> they just times, don't stop. Third time's the charm. Third time Third time seems to be the charm in this series. So we have the Conclave of Prague in 2012, which is leads to everybody's favorite things. So the Conclave of Prague, as we have stated before, is a gathering of high-ranking Camarilla members uh, that was calling to decide what to be done about the Second Inquisition mm-hmm. because the Anarchs and the younger folks were blaming the Camarilla specifically and the Elders for meddling with the government's too much for their own petty bullshit, and that's how the government found out that there are vampires and now have government budgets hmm, to hunt why. vampires with the government. That, that they've been part of? Yeah. And then the uh, the the Camarilla and the elders were like, Anarchs are too loose with their phones. Bitches be typing. Literally old people. Literally old people just being like, well, if you didn't tweet so much, we yeah. wouldn't be breaking the masquerade. They wouldn't have found us. And it's just like, 
You and your avocado toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during this meeting, uh, Theo Bell, famed Archon. Okay, sorry. <laughs> spearheaded the attack against the Ventru, blowing up Hardstrat's head with a dragon shot shotgun round. Yes. And then there was a big fight. Jan Peterson also was decimated. And I'm also like, good, because he was really gross. Mm-hmm. He was really gross. You can listen to the Venture episode to understand why he was gross. I believe I do talk about that in there. If not, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, his predator type is super fucked up. You can find it. It is canon. Wait, what is it? I forget. Uh, rape victims. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh. super, uh, Yeah. As a Venture, that being your preference. Uh, yeah. When they say you can pick any preference for your venture preference, they literally meant it. And sometimes I'm like, "Mm, guys, maybe don't. Yeah. And him being the face of the venture book. I'm just like, I'm glad that the the, the authors went, we're just going to get rid of this guy. And I'm like, good. Yeah. Because he's fucked up. Yeah. Don't want it. Anywho. You um, make yourself a bad guy, but I don't think you have to go quite Yeah. (laughs) So as the the dust settled after this uh, barrage of assault and attacks and whatnot, the Bruja, as an entire clan, took their skateboards and went to home. <laughs> They're just like, we're not part yeah, of this yeah, anymore. Fuck this. fuck this. No. Uh, in retaliation, quote unquote, anarchs, and this includes anyone directly involved with the movement, as well as all Thin Bloods, Caitiff, Autarchus, and anyone below the 14th generation, are seen as enemies of the Camarilla. Making bad yeah. moves, guys. Damn, I know, right? My brain now who are the autarchs those are just the ones who are completely independent yeah they're just like i don't want i just i just want to vibe man i just got my thing i'm not i'm not taking part in the sectarian violence i don't care about the the generational comp i just i'm doing my thing leave me be yes uh the ventru most specifically called for a war against the anarchs because they were you know their their dad got his hat blown off Uh in his head uh-huh. And they're they're very upsidey spaghetti to the point that not only are they specifically venture a vendetta against all anarchs, they even went to the point of changing their iconography to include the gladius as well as the scepter. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, they changed their branding. That's they're how serious. mad they are. So I wonder if any uh, mm. if anybody at that you know any of the other mm-hmm. uh, bruja that might have been in the room when Hardstat's head or hat hit the floor, mm-hmm. somebody was just like, "And that's for Carthage." Probably. And then they leave because I mean somebody had to. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. Who knows? But <laughs> just, just fucking. I un- I I fully acknowledge that Theo Bell, the way he's written, has some problematic elements, and we're hoping to discuss that more thoroughly Somewhere. later. We have some plans. It's kind of cool, but just this 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 dude just rolling up and just like Ash from Evil Dead cocking a shotgun and then just poof, it's it. so satisfying. Ugh, I, love I love it. it. So uh. With the, the, the Anarchs and the Camarilla fighting as they have been, there was an attempt at the second conclave of Prague in 2021. So Good this job, is guys. the most recent like big lore thing in regards to this. Uh, the meeting was an attempt to settle the conflict between the Anarchs and the Camarilla since the first conclave. It went mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. So there were some Bruja uh, uh, leadership there organizing things on behalf of the Anarchs. And then, you know, there's some like Venture and other Camarilla people. They just really need to stop meeting in Prague. That's all I've learned. <laughs> stop meeting in Prague. Uh, this meeting did not go well because the event was attacked by Entity, a.k.a. ESOG, which is the Vatican branch of the Second Inquisition that incorporates the Society of St. Leopold. Those are the dudes that are like, uh, 
what's his face from uh, Helsing? Yeah, F- oh, uh, Father oh, Anderson. Yeah, the yeah. Wild ass like mutant type. Yeah, crazy they got like crazy relics. They got tech, and here's the bad part: uh, a lot of these agents are part of the crew that uh has been uh destroyed and has been shelling out the Prime Chantry in Vienna. So who knows whatever extra extra bullshit mm, they might just have in their pockets. Ooh boy, yeah. yeah. Uh, those in the Camarilla that survived this attack called for an open blood hunt on all Anarchs in, in the city, including the Anarch leadership of uh, the Bruja Sasha Esser, who's working on behalf of Tyler. Hmm. This is some lore in the game for VTM Blood Hunt. I would love to look at this more specifically, but apparently you can't just exist in that space, that game space, and just do lore hunting. And I'm like, guys, I don't want to like drop 20 plus hours into a character to get them built up enough that I don't get knifed when I'm trying to go across the map because I'm trying to like learn lore stuff. Yeah. That sucks. That's not fun for me. Yeah, you gotta get someone to get like a free cam program, run it on your computer and mess around, but... Yeah, I'll have to fuck with that later. But uh, with the uh, uh, blood hunt in Prague... Uh, the Anarchs, in turn, uh, took this act of aggression because they're like, we didn't send the Second Inquisition. Like, why did you decide? Why would we do that? That's crazy. Yeah. So they uh, have responded in kind by uh, reacting more openly aggressive with Camry, and this just made all of the tensions exponentially worse. Of course. Yay. So that's where we are now in the timeline. Thanks. Yay. Guys. So. Pals. Uh, and non-binary pals. So, major leaders, because there's no Justicar, because the Bruja does not exist in the Camarilla. Yes. Uh, we have Theo Bell, who is a major Anarch uh, figurehead, even though he's like, I don't want to run things. And he was also a uh, known for his many, many uh, decades and years of service within the Camarilla. If you want more details on that, there's like Beckett's Jihad Diary, tons of shit. He's the guy on the cover of the Bruja Revised with like the shotgun and looking like a badass. <laughs> that guy, Theo. The, cool. uh, the first, I believe the first vampire comic series, not Winter's Teeth, but the one they did in like the 90s mm-hmm. is all about him, basically. yeah. There's a bunch of really cool shit. Um, also, does have some problematic elements, unfortunately, dealing with being a black man in the United States. As I said, we have plans to discuss that later, so we're going to put a pin in that for now. Boop. Boop. Uh, there's also Salvador Garcia, who's a figurehead of the Anarch movement. He wrote uh, Status Perfectus along with McNeil, and this is the document that founded the Anarch Free States. Good which job, is cool. Guys. That's a good thing. Uh, he travels around uh, spreading theory and tactics and has much disdained by the Camarilla because every time he shows up, he teaches the Anarchs how to Anarch and then they're like, fuck. This <laughs> they know can. how to do this now. Stop teaching people. Stop teaching them things. Stop it. Uh, he has a little Why don't you look at me specifically? I don't. I didn't mean to. <laughs> just looked at me and waggled. Did you waggle? Stop teaching Stop them. teaching people things. Uh, he has a lore sheet. It's really nifty. Check it out. Uh, there's also Nines Rodriguez, uh, seen as a successor to McNeil in L.A., because then McNeil might be dead, might be in torpor. We're not sure. I hope he's not dead, because he's like one of my favorite NPCs. <laughs> but that's me showing some bias. Anywho, um, yeah, Nines has a desire for equality and compassion that really sets him apart from other vampires. He's really chill as fuck. Uh, he can be seen in the Bloodlines game and is also portrayed in L.A. by Night. Yeah, nice. He's like one of the first people you see in Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. You know who he is if you played the game. Yeah, yeah, he's chill as fuck. And then uh, for those who watch actual plays, there's Annabelle Lee, who's a very young anarch in the LA by Night series. He's very idealistic, makes a lot of weird choices. Uh, also in LA by Night, that's another big name that people would know. Uh, lore sheets that are clan specific. There is Descendant of Tyler. Tyler was the name taken up uh, by Patricia of Bolingbroke after she escaped her uh, manipulation and control by Helena in the early 1900s. Hmm. 
and she has a hero amongst the Bruja as, you know, somebody who's like a freedom fighter and has never backed down on her ideals, yada, 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 yada. Cool as fuck character, honestly. Badass. Uh, You can follow her path in instigating rebellions by being a descendant of her bloodline with this cool lore sheet. And then there's the descendant of Menele. Uh, This ancient Bruja, he was there for Carthage. He is old as fuck. Has sought to rebuild Carthage several times, and he keeps feuding with Helena to uh, difficulties and comedic effects. Just, could you imagine these two in, like, 1800s frontier pioneer clothings punching each other into mutual torpor? Because that's what happened. Hell yeah. Because it's just funny to imagine them in yieldy pioneer clothes doing this. Yes. Because it makes it exponentially less cool. (laughs) Because you're like, if they're fighting in togas, it's kind of badass. Yeah. In, like, uh, knightly clothing. The weird hats that, 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 uh... Yeah, fighting in, like, punch, like, fist fighting in, like, uh, Elizabethan attire. Kind of badass. Punching pioneers. While I love the alliteration, dorky as fuck. (laughs) I want to know how they... Did they pull, like, that, you know, one in a million boxing thing where they both just hit each other on the chin at the exact same time and they just knock each other out at the same time. That's how they torpored? Or was it like one person is already in torpor, the other person is like rousing their blood to continue just beating them and then they fall into torpor? Both are funny. Right? <laughs> Hard Honestly. to tell. Hard to tell. But uh, according to the lore, uh, Men- Menele had been beckoned to the east and his childer Critias felt his connection with his sire snap, so there's a good chance that Mele is actually dead. Whoops. Whoopsie poodle. Uh, but his bloodline lives on. You can continue his legacy or forge a new path. Uh, there is also a cult based on his vision uh, that has a lore sheet, but it is not clan-specific, but I felt like I had to mention it. So, we got it. We got Woo! through the Bruja. Bruja Christmas. We got through the Bruja. We got through the Bruja. Bruja Christmas. And I didn't even break either of the bottles that are next to me. I'm glad because we're in a room with carpet. And I have dog. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed in here. That's true. That doesn't stop him. So I can break He's it. ungovernable. <laughs> no! <laughs> so how do we feel now that we've gone through the history, the who's, the what's? I like them a lot more. They were, I would put them in the same category as Toreador, where mm-hmm. I never really dug too deeply into them because the sales pitch was not the most interesting yeah. to me. But I think their history is really badass. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. They have some cool history. They're not as, um, while they have some problematic elements, I will say good job, Bruja, for being one of the lesser problematic clans we've covered. <laughs> Generally, yeah. They did do a lot of destruction in the Transylvania area with their rebellions and their problematics come in the fact that it's just like they are so aggressive when they do things and you're just like, oh, you you didn't need to throw your bussy that hard into it, but fuck, okay. You can can just turn the doorknob. You don't have to kick it in. But it's cool if I kick it in. (laughs) But I can. I have potents. Look at me. If I can, why shouldn't I? Yeah, just kick in every door. (laughs) Fuck doorknobs. I I feel like... Doorknobs are a tool of the oppressor. (laughs) I feel like we'll... every door. And I'm sorry, Hunter. Every door in a Bruja's house is the swinging bat doors <laughs> of a saloon. Continue on, Hunter. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. It seems like now that we're through the base clans, it seems like every clan is either like pretty fucked up and evil, or like kind of pathetic. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Torridor are just real sad. 
Like, you got the Nosferatu, the Malkavians, the Gangrel, and the Bruja, who are, like, really trying. And then everyone else, and they're like, well, they did this genocide, and this genocide, and yeah. this conquest. And I'm burdened with glorious purpose. I'm like, I wish you weren't. <laughs> I really wish you weren't, <laughs> my really guy. It would be if you just didn't. I think... If, if you just, if, if you just, like, did... 80% instead of 110. I feel like everything would be a lot more chill. Still with... be a problem, but... It's funny because looking at the clans we have left, it looks like we have some of the most evil, some of the most pathetic, and some of the most... And at least one clan that's going to kind of break that. Mm-hmm. I believe. <sighs> so... Yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to have to do so much reading, you guys. Also, thank you for dealing with my uh, uh, overly deep introspection on Carthage, but it's like it's such a big pivotal thing, not only in the lore of the vampire, the masquerade, it's also such a big historical moment and such a cultural like base touchstone for just how we exist in the Western culture and things also in the Middle East and Near East and understanding problems that we exist with today in our current society traces all the way back to this motherfucking place. Right. And just... How much of everything would have changed if uh, things were Carthage-based instead of Rome-based is fucking wild to think about. You're just like, what? Just the tumbling wheels of just how much of history would have changed if things that battle had gone differently. It is just yeah. like, what the fuck? So I I went down rabbit holes, but I was trying to avoid the usual history, bro. Fucking rabbit holes you get into with like the Phoenician Wars because mm-hmm. I'm just like. Every man thinks about the Roman Empire. And I'm like, they don't, motherfucker. And there's also other things involved in society other than war, fuckers. <laughs> and also, if you're going to be accusing people of doing fucked up things, you need to have some fucking evidence to back that shit up. And also, science is cool. And anthropology is really cool. I like all of those things are true. <laughs> yeah. Cyan prothology. Cyan prothology. I, d- I just thought that you had such a large part of the carthage because you know you're very bruja and like, i am that is one of the only things that bruja sires teach their children <laughs> is how to properly pronounce that word well also it's so important to the clan that there are multiple lore sheets that directly tie into yeah. that mm-hmm. singular event like I, the only other clan that i we haven't really talked about yet but i think that goes back to like a singular event that hard is like ravnos for reasons reasons yeah <laughs> yeah reasons, reasons. Just some of them. maybe um the reasons for the seasons maybe salubri <sighs> but there's salubri there's very, just one event kind of they're, they're also so vague in v5 even compared to old editions there's like nothing on them so yeah. that's gonna be a hard i feel like that episode's gonna be hard just because it's like it's gonna be sarah is gonna have to buy some really expensive dark ages books that's what's gonna happen <laughs> That might be a good intro to Dark Ages clan when we get to them. Oh, God. See, the, that's the thing is every one of these is going to like spark episodes that have to go with it. Like if we do Ravnos, we're going to have to do uh, Weekend Nightmares. Mm-hmm. If we do Salubri, we're going to have to do Dark Ages. Wait, if why we do, do we have to cover the Weekend Nightmares? Uh, we'll find I, out. I prefer that over the racial slur book, but we're also going to have to talk about the racial slur book. That's true. Are we? Are they, is that? Yeah. They are tied to Ravnos, aren't they? Kind of. It's, uh, it's wonky. I'm, from I'm my, pretty sure they're also tied to Zemitsi. From Well, they're tied to every clan. That's the problem. That book is... It's really weird. I'm not saying it's not racist, but when people hear that, oh, there's this really bad book with this name, people have assumptions and some of that's in there, but they also come off as like the true good guys of the world of darkness. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a bizarre book. It's weird. There's, 
there there i've it's been a hot minute since i've read that book but my vague recollections of that book in particular it does unfortunately make the roma people slide into the american cinema trope of the magical negro sometimes Mm. and it's a little weird but we can get into that when we cover that yeah there's also i think a misunderstanding there from americans who Mm -hmm. because american culture has always been transient when you have a group like that, like the Roma people, when Americans see that, they're like, oh, that's fucking badass. They're like, they oh, don't it means. understand that that's like bad. It's why like festival girls use it. And like, because you got to think of how many American icons like truckers, the the people who settled the country and wagon trained west Pioneers, cowboys. cowboys like we've always been a very uh bands in modern mm-hmm. time like we've always been very pro transient cultures like everyone's like that's just cool well, it's also motorcycle like my- bikers biker gangs uh migrant workers train hoppers it's very common in the states for people to just fucking pick up and just move their entire life because of a job mm-hmm. yeah so like we we as a society don't can't fathom seeing something like that and be like they must be evil or they're, they must they're be moving. Bad. They're doing something wrong. And we're all just like. And so that's why American culture has such a weird um, grasp, especially in like the 90s on that kind of thing, because to them, they're like, oh, those guys are badass. They're like. Yeah, and there's also a lot of festival and like Whimsagoth bullshit. And it, there's also just a lot of Orientalism involved in that kind of. It's a whole thing. We're rambling. We're rambling. I'm so sorry. Bruja Christmas. Bruja Christmas. Bruja Christmas. Bruja Christmas. Bruja Tis crem- the season. Crimbos. Crimbo. What you need to do is have a rant where you invite the Mary Loud to do a rap battle and give you a beer. Mm-hmm. Yes, do it. But wait, do you have to beat the Mary Loud? <laughs> yeah. In the rap battle? Yeah, if you beat the Mary Loud in the rap battle, you get a beer. You get a beer. Otherwise... You give it a beer or you have to fight it inside. Can I just give it a beer? Like, what's no, you gotta do the rap battle. I have to do the... Well, I, can I, I just don't... invite it inside? I don't know. I'm too Caucasian for that. Well, it's like, it could be a poetry thing. It's just funnier to say rap battle, but it could just be a prose like poetry thing. Does it is it gonna wrap back? Yes. How does does it do with its mind? I, it has a mouth. Right, but horses don't have the correct like. Horses also don't wear holly wreaths, nor have they ghostly appearance. Puts them on them. Horses also don't give out beer. What about the they do the Budweiser horses? Do all that? Boom. <laughs> Oh, shit. Got your ass. Thwarted by <laughs> capitalism yet again. As usual. Uh, speaking of being thwarted by capitalism, uh, paralyzes a band that is cool and you should give money to. So yeah. that they won't That won't thwart you, though. But No, no capitalism is trying to thwart them. Yes. Which is why you should give them money on Bandcamp if you can, or give them a listen and a like and a share. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, also, we have stuff that does the same kind of thing. They're going to go through it here in a minute because I already put away my thing that'll tell me what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we do exist on the social medias. We're trying to get off Twitter. I'm so it's a nightmare hell space and we hate it. Uh, but we do have the Instagram at Blank Bodies Pod, and then we have the Twitter at Blank Bodies Podcast. We are trying to suit up, set up, and do more things to engage with the community. So keep an eye out on those things. We do technically have a Tumblr, but we don't really use it. I don't understand Tumblr. I tried, and then the only advice I was given was i need to role play with other people more and i was like i don't know if i have time for this yeah uh but we're yeah. on blue sky and we're slowly trying to build that up uh yeah. is it just blank bodies blue sky network yep. we okay. got it sick um we do exist on the patreon if you want to give us a couple of dollar dues uh different amounts of dollar dues get you extra goodies from us in return as a thank you five ten twenty five yeah 100. uh the hundred was <laughs> blood do not do not buy that unless, you know, you can afford it. Please, dear God. Uh, we'd rather have 
uh, lots of smaller regular donations because you know people should buy food and shit yeah. uh food's important any yeah. tier you get a bonus episode that i write each month you also get a discord title for our free discord that you should join and come hang out and participate in community yeah it's like the brew howard one yes aww. we get ah i would say there are times that there are rants on our uh... there are rants there are <laughs> rants there are raves I love shoving people. <laughs> Hell yes. Ow, my tattoo. Oh, shit. Wait, that's the wrong spot. <laughs> no, he's got one on both sides. He's way up here. I'm, oh. just, I'm just messing with that him. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. I uh, apologize. How cool, dare you? Cool community things that we got going on. Um, and as we said at the beginning and reiterating at the end, if you donate to our Patreon during the month of December, we thank you for helping us donate to a good and charitable cause. Yeah. That will help people that are dealing with bullshit they shouldn't have to. Yeah. Doctors who have no borders. Yeah, they just show up and do cool helping people things. They bring a staff with some snakes around it. Uh, no, like actual, they these are actual doctors <laughs> bringing oh, yeah. bags of saline and life-saving skills to war zones and things. their medical symbol. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you meant like a stick. That too, maybe. And I was I like, know. no, they're not doing, uh, uh, oh God, what the fuck is that? Southern Baptists? No. Yes, but no, 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 no. Uh, what is the, the fake medicine thing where they're just like, if you put uh, less amount of uh, the problem into the thing, it becomes more potent? Homeopathy. Homeopathy's bullshit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so not that. Actual medicine with skilled, trained doctors that care about other people. Um... And we're also working on wrapping up and getting some more extra show notes and resource goodies to the patrons as part of Crimbo. Crimbo. Crimbo, Mayor Chrysler. And Hanukkah. And the Quansons, the New Year's, uh, Hogmanay. Hogmanay is like my favorite. It's like, it's like New Year's, except you set shit on fire. Um, Which is dope. I mean, there's a Seinfeld one. There's uh, Festivus. Festivus. Yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of cultures that do all sorts of things around the solstice because the 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 human brain go, ook the stars are doing things neat. I mean, and it's it also neat. cold as balls. Let's and, party. And we need something to make us not want to die. Yeah, because most monkeys, humans, ape peoples are like, I like the sun. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. provides one of the most like important vitamins for our bodies. Vitamin D's nuts. Hey. hey okay, okay. Goodbye. I'm leaving. Yep. See ya. Bitch juice. I still have bitch juice.